we're live. We're live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast, and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And tonight's episode is going to be long. It's going to be the longest episode, so Sarah's not on it. So poor Sarah, I'm sorry. But yes, <laughs> we've got the beautiful, the wonderful, the amazing Sonia, who's joining us again. It's It's been the Sonia again. month. We, we are never getting rid of her. She's going to be a, a permanent feature, feature to the actual team now. Um, and <laughs> we've got the I hair bear himself. <laughs> Lee's and his ginger beard has joined us. Um, Lee, why is your screen went all smoky now? I've just noticed that. Is that some uh, kind of stupid uh, effect you're doing? Are you putting the smoke effect? No, on? no, no. I, I was, I had a quick go of that, and it's, it's just it's like... <laughs> <laughs> stupid boy. But yes, we've got Daddy Discord, Mister Brown Egg himself. Um, <laughs> I can't even like take you seriously anymore. Sorry. Um, but yes, we've got Lee, who's been busy all day fixing things on the Discord, making things look pretty. So thank you, Lee, even though you're a bell end. Thanks, Paul. Wow. <laughs> nice to see you too. Yes. <laughs> but at least I get to have me revenge because you have to sit and talk about Lord of the Rings for the next three hours or something. Well, still Thanks. shorter in the films, but yeah, still. That's true. I was just about <laughs> to say the films are like four and a half hours long, so you, you're letting them off with an yes. hour and a half. <laughs> but yes, so as you have all anticipated and forced us and basically bludgeoned, bludgeoned us into submission, we are doing a Return of the Nerds version of returning to the Shire. So we are talking about Lord of the Rings. So everyone's dressed up nicely today. Lee's got his Lord of the Rings t-shirt on. Sammy's got her Lord of the Rings t-shirt on. Give us a look, Sammy. See, not not just the way to show, show off her boobs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got none. <laughs> and we've got, Sonia's got her Lord of the Rings t-shirt on and she's got a necklace on as well. So everyone's Sorry. doing it in style and I've got the best t-shirt of all. Goonies, yes. No. <laughs> so. And it seems like we've got a lot of people in the chat as well. So yeah, everyone's talking away, being weird and as normal. So nice to see you, weird. It's a regular creeps. Sunday. We're back. <laughs> it feels like a long time. Does it? Since we've actually said it does, yeah, because we we were yes <clears throat> fake live last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. should I? When we when, yeah. when we weren't live, but live because Sunday that wasn't a Sunday. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Tell you what, I love that episode. That was one of my favourite episodes we've done in a while, The Princess Bride. I had so much fun on that one. I didn't yeah. think I was going to laugh so much. I really didn't. Like, Kelly was on fucking fire. <laughs> well, yeah, you and Kelly came on saying this film shit. Then me and Sonia actually talked just into believing how good that movie yeah, was. Yeah, by the end of it. <laughs> by You're the like, end oh, of the episode. We're like, we're like, oh, yeah, that was so good. <laughs> Good job, but, guys. <laughs> yes. So, and just to say a big thank you, big thank you to Chris as well, who uh, has gifted a subscription to Beth. We are now just one subscription away to unlock a new level on YouTube where we can get more uh, cool things added. So, no peer pressure or anything, guys. Looking at you in the chat. One of you want to take a hit. Hint, hint. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you. Massive, yes. massive thank you. Certainly. So take us away, Sammy. I know you've been preparing and getting excitement for this. Um, I'm yes. prepared. No. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> really want to do this. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to get straight into the... Um, wow. <laughs> two minutes. Took two minutes and I've <laughs> messed it up already. Now I'm going to get straight into the disclaimer and then we're going to get straight into the opening of mm -hmm. this epic episode. So... 
everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook page, the comment section, or the Discord where we can have an open discussion. What we won't have, though, is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong, Paul. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun. Keep it kind and keep the toxic behavior out of nerdism. Very well said, young lady. And, and she's prepared a little a little speech, shall we say. Little, I say a little. May last a while. So get comfy. Yes. Ah, oh, thank you, sweet there. Thank you, Amy. You've made us oh. hit that level. So yes, you've took you've took the bait. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes. But everyone, the world has changed. I feel it in the water, and I feel it in the earth, and I smell it in the air. Much that once is lost, for none now live who remember it. It began in the forging of the great rings. Three were given to the elves, immortal, wisest, and fairest of all beings. Seven to the dwarf lords, great miners and craftsmen of the mountain halls. And nine, nine rings were gifted to the race of men, who above all else despite desired power. For within these rings was bound the strength and will to govern each race. But they were all... See, this is where I'm going to mess up. <laughs> but they were all of them deceived, for another ring was made. In the land of Mordor, in the fires of Mount Doom, the Dark Lord Sauron forged in secret a master ring to control all others. And into this ring he poured his cruelty, his malice, and his will to dominate all life, one ring to rule them all. Hey. I'm going to end it there. I've got I goosebumps. Was, <laughs> I was going to continue and read the whole thing, but the reason I wanted to do that opening and just end it with the one ring, because everyone gets confused where the rings and how many rings there were and who they went to, and it kind of sets up the scene quite nicely to lead us into the Lord of the Rings. I think this should be some kind of like song. Hey. Lee, sing for us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was Sing. hoping like the whole du, 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 just No lacing black parade for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna read the whole thing and then I but I only when I was when I had it in my mind, I was like, I just wanna end on the one ring to rule them all. To be fair, looking at Lee's face, I thought Lee was either gonna come or burst into tears. He was looking <laughs> so excited. He was like looking so emotional. <laughs> Well, to be fair, the tears are just lube, just people's not using it right. Um, but yes, so just before we start, and because I know everyone's sitting in anticipation uh, for me to, to go through this as well, I did discover something today, hmm. and I was looking on the internet, mm-hmm. and I found a picture on there oh. of four, oh four little friends Oh who's going on a little adventure and how th- how they started off. So I'll bring up the picture there. See everyone can enjoy them. So, <laughs> so I knew got, this was coming. When so you got... posted in, in Discord and it didn't have the heads of the hobbits, it was like, is, is Lord of Ring enough? <laughs> That's so, amazing. So we've got four hobbits starting off with little little Chris. Uh, not like looking quite tall there, I think. So I think I've done Chris a bit, bit of justice. Uh, <laughs> 
it's Lee looking like the sexiest hobbit. Like kind of like <laughs> looking at looking out there saying, giving it this big funky dude. Like a uh, smouldering frog. Yeah, he's good. I think you should grow your hair like that. I think you would suit it, Lee. So I think <laughs> think the curls could come come there. Uh, and we've got Joe with hair, which is the most frightening thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, like as soon as I put it on, it looked like something like it was a scouser out the seventies. But yeah, uh, um, he does. <laughs> he needs like a gold chain. <laughs> <laughs> And then we've got Jake, who just looks very angry to be part of it and being dragged along and out of his comfort zone as well. So these are the four hobbits that's taking us on the adventure as well. Aww. So I just thought I'd do something nice for you and put a little smile on your little hobbity faces. Um, like I say, Chris has not grown too much as well. There's a, there's a scene in, um, I think it's the Two Towers, where Pippin grows after he's drinking something from the forest and he's like... I, mm. I know Merry Merry grows or something, and Pippin yeah. goes, "What you're like, you're, you're four foot five, <laughs> or three foot five or something." And I was like, "Oh, is that how Chris feels?" <laughs> <laughs> well, he still heard from your comment last week that you said you don't like little people, so he's still he's still bitter oh, about that I one as well. I wasn't referencing Chris at all. Yes, <laughs> unless he was in Time Bandits. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He looks like he was, to be fair, though. Um. But yes. Today, today so I... of all days, us mm. doing this, which it hasn't been done by design at all, is the 20th anniversary of, <laughs> not the greatest one of the trilogy, but one of in there anyway, The Return of the King. Mm -hmm. Yes, so... I didn't know that either as well. Sonia was telling us before, it's good. Oh, you've planned this well. And we're like, what? Um, <laughs> I thought I thought you'd planned it. No, <laughs> like we, Sunday, yeah. We don't plan anything here, guys. <laughs> Everything happens by accident or design. But yes, um, everyone's probably waiting to hear me slag off the Lord of the Rings. I'm not going to do that today. I promise. I might have a little dig here and there just because mm. it's fun, but I'm not going to slate it. I will give my honest opinion, my honest views on it, and um. Just to get get out of the way, I did, as you said, wouldn't normally do watch the movies before, but it's been a good few years since I've watched The Lord of the Rings. So I watched all three films over the last two days. Not just the normal one, the fucking extended one. As Lee was busy mocking us yesterday, I was like, oh, you're starting it now. Two hours later, oh, you've only got two and a half hours to go. Yes, I know this. <laughs> uh, four and a half hours for a final film. But yeah. Until they release the extended, extended cut. No, no. Yeah, there's, still, um, there's still 17 hours of unreleased footage. No, it's there's not going to actually happen. There's actually days mm -hmm. of footage not being released for Helm's Deep because that was, what, 20 hours every mm -hmm. day for nearly a full month. Mm -hmm. So there is hours upon hours of footage of the Battle of Helm's Deep just somewhere. <laughs> Helm's and Deep, I, man. And I want to say this, and I'll have this on record as well, Mm -hmm. I will never, ever watch these movies ever again in my life. I, I'm sorry. Like, see, that is that is my viewpoint. And so, what he's saying is, this mm -hmm. is the last time, guys, that we're ever talking about Lord of the Rings. Well, on no, the no, no. YouTube. <laughs> to be fair, I'll probably do like Lord of the Ring Tuesdays. If, if, <laughs> to be it's fair, like a side podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We can do more Lord of the Rings episodes. I'll I'll be happy to do it, but I'll probably take a step back because after the <laughs> Return of the King, I was like out of happy space. I was like, I'm done. I I had me oh. fill. I was like, I don't need to think. 
as a spectacle, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the positives as well, because I know that sounds really bad. I don't want it like, to be as negative as it sounds. As a spectacle, these are some of the most beautiful movies that have ever been made. And even though they were made so long ago, to date, not many films has topped what these guys, these films do. It did change cinema, not just like, well, it changed all types of media when these came out. Like TV shows, movies, computer games. Uh, when these films came out, it changed the game for everything. And nothing has really kind of recovered since then because movies and TV shows and like everything are striving to recreate the buzz or trying to recreate the money or trying to recreate the spectacle that these films gave us back then. I don't think it'll ever be done again. I don't think a movie franchise or anything that they bring out will ever top what we got with Lord of the Rings. I think, again, honest opinion, I think this was the pinnacle for this type of movie. That That's me being as honest and as... as thing now if you asked us if it enjoyed the movies i would give you a completely different answer but i've got reasons for that but yes <laughs> <laughs> well i tell you what we'll start with the fellowship mm-hmm. i think it's easier to start with one as opposed to jumping into all three and just going all over the place mm-hmm. so i want to give you some of the potential casting for this movie Ooh, so ready. <laughs> so originally there is a, so this movie fellowship was or the whole lord of the rings movie was it started pre-production in 97 so it was started in 97 um it didn't start shooting until much later than that they had people in mind and people who they went to first before they actually started you know you get your cast of what you've got to do we'll start with aragon now mm-hmm. we all know that originally Stuart townsend was cast as Aragon. There's scenes out there with him in there, and he was famously sacked because he's shit. No, he was. It's because he looked wow. too young. No, it's because he looked too young. He, it's not AKA when he was saw, shit. When he saw him on screen, it's not what he pictured. When you're looking at Aragon in the Prince and Pony, you are looking at Stuart Townsend. Mm-hmm. That is not a Viggo Mortensen under that cloak. Um, but the original, this is the best one. Now there is some fucking good ones. But the original person they wanted was Daniel Day Lewis. Ah, uh, yeah. He said, fuck no. <laughs> Their second pick, this is the best one, was Nicolas Cage. Oh my God. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> and he turned he turned it down for commi- other commitments. And yeah, Nicolas Cage was originally offered it, and then it eventually went to Viggo Mortensen. He wasn't going to take it, was he? Vigo. Who? He had to get Vigo, talked into no. it. He had to his get talked, son into. talked him into his it. His son talked him into that yeah. one. What a, what a Such a different film. So <laughs> different. <laughs> I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> Nicholas Cage would have been amazing. He would have just picked up Frodo. Fuck it, we're going to Mordor now, bitches. <laughs> just get, on, get him on his back and run. <laughs> just like sets his motorbike on fire and just rides into Mordor. <laughs> just go, Mordor. Such a different movie. Yeah. But Gandalf is a good one. Mm-hmm. So Gandalf originally, this is apparently quite well known within the Lord of the Rings community that was going to be played by Sean Connery. 
Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. But Sean Connery turned it down. Again, mm-hmm. commitments. <laughs> then the line goes, Patrick Stewart. Right. Um, it No, it actually ended with Patrick Stewart. It was Sam Neill. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, said, I don't like that. No. Uh, yeah, it's going to be like the New Zealand thing, though, right? Yeah. Like they're going to yeah, go through the, like, the Kiwi community. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Neill was a big one. And then it landed on Patrick Stewart. And Patrick Stewart was actually quite tempted, but then said, uh, I've got my stuff coming up with X Men and blah, de, blah. Maybe we should go with Ian McKellen because mm-hmm. he's all finished with his X Men stuff. Mm-hmm. And Ian McKellen went, fuck yeah, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and one more. The only because of the rest of them, I can't really find anything that there were that who anyone else was involved. This was probably my favorite, and I would love to have known how this conversation actually went down. But David Bowie wanted to play Elrond. No, way. Actually, that would have been so cool. Yeah, he, like act- that. he yeah. actually went to Peter Jackson. Yeah, I've heard from there so he, far. <laughs> he actually went to Peter Jackson and begged him to play Elrond and he had to, Peter Jackson says, I had to tell David Bowie David Bowie mm-hmm. no. To be fair though it would have been, I'd loads of the he went he would have, have you seen Labyrinth? See me crotching there, I want bigger bolder in your face crotch effects. Yeah <laughs> yes but yeah, it was. he wanted to be casted as Elrond and Peter Jackson had to turn him down yeah, isn't that? There's some interest. I That's was reading them going. I, I the still, Nicholas Cage one blew my mind. I still think for a studio and for the amount of money that they were pumping in this, the the risk they took with Peter Jackson was mind blowing. Like if you think yeah. about it, his films before that, like he, oh. Brain dead. I know, but oh, Lord the, going from Brain Dead to Lord yeah, of the Rings, yeah. it just it's a massive jump. It's, yeah. it's a massive jump, but it was always going to happen. So Frighteners was the last movie that he did before Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But initially there wasn't going to be Lord of the Rings that was going to be his next big break. In 1987, it was going to be King Kong. Mm-hmm. So King Kong has always been on his lap since 97. But he said he was too intimidated to actually take that project on. He went, I'll do Lord of the Rings instead. All right. Is that real? Is that because I heard it a different yeah. way? Because I heard no, like, I, he got... I read, I read yeah. it online. I oh, read no. It on the internet. Because, um, again, I might be wrong because I heard, like, see, he'd done Lord of the Rings. And then they said to him, What film? Like, you can do any film you want. You can, like, you've literally got a blank slate. He went, Okay, I want to do King Kong. No, mm. he was he was offered King Kong initially. This is right. how what I read anyway. He was offered King Kong initially, and mm. he said so. It was always his. Yeah, and he just went. I can't do it yet. Right. I can't. If you notice, a lot of what was used in Lord of the Rings is then used in King Kong. Yeah, he oh. didn't know how to translate King Kong over to make it visually impressive. But when he did Lord of the Rings, it kind of mm. like worked out that he had the he, the technology well, was there to be fair they created the technology after like for Pretty doing much. lord of the rings that foot that this that made these films and again we probably slag off this technology so much now because with lord of the rings happening like everyone thinks they can make cgi movies like fully and and now it's the overindulgence and over abundance of cgi in movies that yeah uh, don't necessarily need it always do it better 
Yeah. But that's the thing, though, with Lord of the Rings. You couldn't make that movie practical. It's just impossible. It's Absolutely. You, like, yeah. Imagine doing all the, like, the practical effects for Lord of the Rings. You would be still making the first one now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's a reason the films took so long to do as well, because it mm. was because they were pioneering mm. new tech mm. that like hadn't been there's a there's a really funny clip. Um I, I think French and Saunders did a full sketch where like they were creating Lord of the Rings <laughs> and they were like, How do we do the, how do we do this opening scene? We need like hundreds of thousands of people at war. Like, what are we gonna do? We haven't got this kind of manpower. And um I think it's French, Dawn French is just like, I've got it. <laughs> We're going to get ants and a hairdryer. <laughs> and they just blow all the ants over. But, like, because what else? What the, how else were you meant to do that? Like, no. you, in old it's... films, you would have needed the people. You know? They, they said that he came. Um... So, mm. Like, um, oh. all of the armor, all of the swords, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably, like, some of you probably know this. Some of you probably know this. Um, all of the people making them behind the scenes, they just put them in orc outfits. Yeah, mm-hmm. they ran out of people. They had the the New Zealand firefighters as well, didn't they? They got mm-hmm. the, fi- the firefighters, the, the, a rugby team, rugby like, team. Yeah, yeah. They, was, they, like, had everyone, they literally <laughs> ran out of people to use as extras. Uh, the Shire is actually genuine. That is mm. a thing. You can go um, and stay in them now. I yeah, it, but it was created a year and a half before they even started filming. Mm-hmm. So they could, the foraging and everything was real and they actually mm-hmm. had people living in it. So it was a livable place mm-hmm. to so to be, make it more believable. <laughs> so I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Um, just, budget... just before we go, just uh, leaders' comments in the, the your hard of hearing, Lee, so if you can turn up your... Uh, your microphone or speak clearly a bit too far away from it yeah i'll just speak a bit louder rather than yes. about. Uh... do your big boy voice lee it's fine <laughs> but yes. so yeah the budget for all three movies mm-hmm. was 287 million mm-hmm. but it wasn't going to be three movies so the initial dis- distribution had it only pegged for two right so Peter Jackson had to figure out, and Fran Walsh had to figure out how to fit this into two movies. Mm-hmm. They then were dropped by that production company and picked up by New Line, who said, we'll give you three movies. Um, this is the initial runtime that you can have. However, we can always do something afterwards. <laughs> mm, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine trying to get that into a 90-minute no. movie each. Yeah. <laughs> what would you cut out? Hmm. <laughs> Everything. It would be awful. <laughs> yeah. there'd, be, there'd be no character development. You wouldn't understand why. Like I've watched the non-extended versions twice, and yeah. both times it's been at the cinema. Mm-hmm. And um, both times I've walked away thinking, if I hadn't seen the extended editions, I would not have known what was going on. No, yeah. there was there was a lot. You of need that. Gaps. You need that information. Yeah. Like you need it. So yeah. going back to when you first watched these movies as well, like say the Fellowship of the Ring, um, did you just go to the cinema to see it first time when it yep. first came out? No, I yet okay. several I times. I did. I was a late bloomer, unfortunately. Oh, I right. barely didn't go and see it. Um, I saw all the posters and Frodo, uh, Elijah Wood. I love Elijah Wood, but it's just I looked at the poster and thought. Nah, I don't like his face. <laughs> <It> is... <laughs> don't like his face. Well, Frodo's got a very Timothy Chalamet look. He needed that face, that's why. That's why he needed that face. You would have loved him with that face there. <laughs> so, 
yeah, let's be honest, he's not the hero of the film, is he? No, he's not. He's he's not. not. He loses his sword three times in the whole trilogy, I think. Hmm. He Um, actually loses the ring to where Sam finds it for him. Sam hmm. has it for him. And then he has the goal to be like, oh, Sam's trying to steal the ring. Technically, (laughs) he doesn't lose the ring. It's it's on him. Sam takes it because he thinks he's dead. So, yeah. Yeah, he he's still arsy with them. It's and not he really. Threatens, uh, he threatens a mentally deranged anorexic hobbit, <laughs> and that's the whole. The whole. He's not quite a hobbit, is sword. he? He's like he's half hobbit, yeah. half. No, but no. My me mum and Joe, my brother, went to the cinema to see Fellowship and came back, and they were raving about how good this film was. And I was like, not my kind of thing, man. Sorry, nah. <laughs> um, and then the the two towers was coming out and I, I wanted to go and see it by this point i'd watched fellowship like vhs yeah. so i'd seen the show and again was very confused didn't understand what the fuck was going on but i was like i want to come and see two towers so i watched the rest at the mm-hmm. cinema as they came out but um no i'd never i'd never seen the fellowship at the cinema until i went and did it all mm-hmm. night uh back to back that oh, i paid for at the cinema interesting i know i had it like People's gonna laugh at this. I didn't have the best experience of seeing the fellowship in the cinema, not because of the movie. I was very blown away by the movie when seeing it, but uh, at the time when it was released, it was impossible to get tickets. So we went, and it was before pre booking online, it was when you had to ring up to mm-hmm. get tickets and stuff. But uh, we thought, oh, we'll, we'll go to one of the late showings, and the only seats were like bottom left second row so basically sitting in the oh. cinema looking up like this yeah no neck creaked back for like nearly three hours and, neck. yeah <laughs> i was like uh, this is going to cause me uh problems in the future as well um but yeah i remember having a better experience for the two towers and again probably is down to popular belief the two towers is the better movie of, of the three 100 percent. i prefer the first i prefer fellowship Right, it's, it's just a beautiful film. It shows you like all of these amazing lands, all this beautiful scenery. It gives all the backstory of all the characters, mm-hmm. and it's a mm. it's a journey film. And they go on a journey and they fight against all these amazing bad guys like Lurts, the Urukai, the Balrog, Sauron, Sauron, and uh, Gandalf have a fight. Sauron fighting at the beginning against all the armies. Mm-hmm. All of that is amazing. And then the Two Towers is. Less of a journey film and more of an action film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, do, it's do you know what epic. it is? Two Towers has... Sorry, I've got a hair in my mouth. Two mm-hmm. Towers has, you know, the Battle of Helm's Deep, one of my favourite... Ba- it, it probably is my favourite battle scene of all time. Yeah. But the reason I prefer Fellowship is because once Frodo and Sam break away from the group, I find their scenes to be a little bit like, oh, come on, get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have that in the first film. You've just got, like, all these people meeting each other. So I prefer mm-hmm. Fellowship for that reason. In fact, I sometimes skip the Frodo Sam scenes, I'm not going to lie. I don't blame you. I generally don't blame you. They're so infuriating. My favourite moment, one of my favourite moments is the the bonding of the Fellowship, where where it all happens, that whole council meeting. My heart. I absolutely love it. I love the fact that Sean Bean is reading from a script on the floor. Uh, yeah, that's now so I can funny. see it. <laughs> you can't, you can't <laughs> not look at his eyes like he's like. Yeah. You can't, you can't not see it now. To be fair, though, to give me his due, normally his lines in movies is "you bastard." So, <laughs> so now he's got a bit of a change where he's actually got to eloquent and say a lot more than just "you bastard" or oh, "shit, I'm losing my oh, head again." One um, 
but it is a gift. It is a it gift. Is a gift. <laughs> it is a gift. Where's my script? <laughs> <laughs> I just Fuck. love that scene so much. I cry. Yeah. I've I've been known to turn the movie off at that point and go, and that's all that happened. That's it. <laughs> yeah, the and end. everyone lived happily ever after. <laughs> the end. <laughs> it's uh, it's when I I don't know. It's just it's it's before things get too dark. Cause like it's still got the comedic side of it, you know. Like yeah. all those hobbits like running out and going, "You're not going without us." And like Gandalf's all like, "Oh, I thought we were alone," but he knew they were there. Like it's just it's so lush. It's so lush. And obviously, and my axe. And mm-hmm. my bow, and those are the only lines that Legolas speaks to Frodo throughout the entire trilogy as well. So he's a hobbit. He's he just hates hobbits. That's all. Can you <laughs> I tell? wouldn't speak to Frodo either. To be fair, yeah. Nah. <laughs> be like, all right, Sam. <laughs> so let's let's talk about the characters then as well. So who is your oh. favorite character in the whole franchise? Um, we know Sammy's going to go for the Goonies, so it's fine. <laughs> well, it's it's I, yes, I love Samwise Gamgee. Is mm-hmm. my one of my favorite characters my second one is theoden right. um, i absolutely love theoden again his the, my where was gondor one... when the titanic sank <laughs> <laughs> where was gore <laughs> when the titanic sank. you fucking dickhead man. <laughs> um this my another one of my favorite scenes is the the theoden one um I think he's absolutely class. Like he's got no bullshit about him whatsoever. They're like at the end where they're like, "Yeah, but we're not going to be able to fight them. That we've lost all the men." And he's like, "And who gives a fuck? Let's just do this." Like, it's like I, just, I think he's badass as anything. Type thing. Exactly. Yeah. I think he's badass as anything. It's all his fault, though. Like. He, he, jinx, he jinxed everything <laughs> by going, is this all you can conjure, Saruman? Yeah, he did jinx then, it. It's like, you No, it's oh, not. And now he's got explosives. No. Look what you've done there. Well, to be fair, as, as Lee said, he's got previous, like, he said the Titanic wouldn't sink and he tried to beat the record, so like it was his fault the Titanic sank. <laughs> and so things of getting explosion and going bang, it's, it's his problem. Um, What about you, Lee? Who is your favourite? It might be a bit of an odd one, but... Guy who's Sauron. in it for like thirty uh, seconds. <laughs> yeah, or he's only in it for thirty seconds, and he's so imposing, and he's just this giant wrecking ball eye. of mayhem. He's just an eye. And I love him. But he gets taken well, down just where he gets his fingers. He just gets his finger cut off, and he's taken away though. His his whole purpose and power it comes from one ring. Other mm. than that, he is nothing because the minute he loses that ring, he loses everything. He's not. <laughs> the big badass that he seems to yeah, be yeah yeah it was it was Fair like point. lee before his podcast started searching for his ring that he kind of find he was like running around going so precious <laughs> um there is there was originally going to be another scene of sauron yeah, yeah. at the end mm-hmm. uh, it's on youtube as well that big troll that aragon fights mm-hmm. they've cgi'd mm. the troll over sauron right which i think yeah. would have been ridiculous and shit yeah didn't well, need a type thing, yeah. No, I agree. Uh, the, again, one of Peter my Johnson said he took it out because that part of the story wasn't so much about that. Didn't want to take the focus away from Sam and Frodo's yeah journey's end. And and again, I did have a little bit of a quibble about uh, the big battle at the end. I know again, this is not slagging the film off. It was just a little observation that I think if they just changed it slightly, would have made it a little bit better or a little bit less confusing because I always said the reason Saruman's still around is because he's connected to the ring and when the ring gets melted in Mordor the tower collapses but the eye's still there 
So in, in my head, as soon as that ring <laughs> melted, the eye should have disappeared and then the tower collapsed. So it should right. have been done in that kind of order. So he, he, like the ring's gone, his kind of presence is gone, and that's where I think, but it's it's the ring goes and then things start falling down and eyes kind of freaking out because the tower's gone. But I was like, visually it looks good, but when I'm trying to think of it as a logically like minded type of film, I know I'm talking mm-hmm. about fantasy and stuff like that, that would have made more sense for me if they did it that but way around, if that makes sense. The the ring being destroyed doesn't mean Sauron's dead. Uh, it just means his soul's not in that anymore. Like, um, like a Hawker. He's, he's a Maya, isn't mm. he? Um, it's same, he's the same race as Gandalf and mm-hmm. uh, Saruman and all the wizards in there, and the Balrog. Mm-hmm. Um, and their souls, when they die or whatever, um, basically Gandalf goes through it, doesn't he? He goes mm-hmm. off and um, he can be sent back and put back into his human form or whatever. Um, but it's just a leveling up, though, isn't it, really, in fantasy? It's just <laughs> yeah, like he did, he going did. to the yeah. next level. It's leveling up. But yeah, like, rather than jumping from bits to thing, uh, Sonia, what, what is your favourite character? I've got two, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is just me being like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I, I've just got something about, you, you'll see the theme, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> my two favourite characters are Irma and Faramir, mm-hmm. and I think my thing is just like men who've been pushed away, mm-hmm. shot on, dropped by the people that should be there for them, but who still fight for good. Mm-hmm. They don't use their shitty history or shitty life mm-hmm. as an excuse yeah. for evil. And it shows how easy it is to make the right choices in, in that situation. I fucking love the, the fact that you said Faramir. I I said to Anthony when I was watching it the other day, I was like, there's something that I am so drawn to with this character. Mm-hmm. I yeah, can't yeah. put my finger on it. He's just lost. Um, I'm not a I'm I'm the he's a bit bro- he's a bit broken as well, though. That's the thing. So yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, do you blame him? He's <laughs> no. dick. Like his dad's an absolute asshole, and like he has an opportunity, and he almost uses that opportunity to be yeah. like. Look, mm-hmm. I've got, I've got, I've got this chance to make my dad like us, mm-hmm. and yeah. who, who could blame him for doing that? And you know what? No, yeah. he's like, no, I need to do the right thing. And his, his men even tell him the penalty is death. Like mm-hmm. y- you're gonna die, and he's like, well then, then it is forfeit. Like let mm-hmm. us forfeit yeah. my life because I'm gonna do the right thing here. Yeah, and that's what everyone absolutely bums Boromir, but Faramir mm-hmm. is the stronger man. Like mm-hmm. I totally agree because Faramir, um sorry, Boromir would have quite easily yeah, taken it in a heartbeat. He, yeah. he had he had opportunity after opportunity. He even went for it at one point. Faramir knew exactly what he wanted to do. But I love the fact that we get the extended scene with them two. Yeah. You, you mm. don't understand Faramir and Boromir's relationship unless you have that scene. Mm-hmm. And it's lovely to know that Boromir knew his dad was a dick too. Yeah. It wasn't just a case of like he was he was siding with his brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they've got the casting perfect for them too. They said oh, they did. The, mm-hmm. the the description in the book is that it was it was scary for Sam and Frodo to look at Faramir because it was Boromir standing in front of them because mm-hmm. they looked exactly like each other. And the casting of them two just they looked very similar. It was mm-hmm. perfect. Oh. Um. So what was your second? He said Boromir and Aemir. A- so, um, so Theoden's nephew, the the horse rider of the Ridder Mark, Ridder. Um, Boromir, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> like similar story, but like for him, it's like he's 
he's he's outcast, he's kicked mm. away, and, and he does leave, but he he leaves with his men and continues fighting the good fight. And then when he's needed, he comes back. Like yeah. Yeah. he's a good man doing the right thing. And again, like just a. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I've got a thing for like <laughs> maybe. men who are pushed <laughs> there, away. There is a bit of a theme, but I do, I do like the fact that it's of the Riddermark, Rider of Rohan. I love that. I love the way he says Riddermark too, with his New Zealand accent. It's very lovely. But it's I don't than his like accent. <laughs> Touche. I don't like the way he is with his sister at one point, even though for many years Miranda Otter's character absolutely did my absolute tits in um mm-hmm. it's only just recently i've started to actually like because yeah, we're all like yeah we we're all pining after him get over it yeah <laughs> get the back stop, in line, th- stop throwing yourself at a adam he's clearly not interested he's 80 year old you were old man yeah. is he is he not interested i don't know if he's like oh i think he is yeah you know. my lass is off to the gray havens i've got to have a like a backup lass to be fair yeah, though it's got to be it's got to be wrong though because as, as it as it finds out in the extended version that he's part of this uh, race that doesn't doesn't age and stuff like that so it's like you you because you don't and i i sonia said in the normal thing you don't find that out that he's actually like ancient uh until the dunadine yeah the dunadine i love i love the languages in Mm. in this movie um tolkien was huge in the language tolkien could speak latin before he could speak english at the age of four he is all so the and he used to talk about privilege guys privilege (laughs) (laughs) oh this is the best bit so he used this is how posh he was he mm-hmm. used to be in a, a club at university called TCBS, the Tea Club and Bar- Baravanian Society. Let's let's and get this out there. I was, fucking hate them, and, and, and they, just, all just they for did that, no, was fuck drink them. tea in the library. Bellend. How badass and hardcore <laughs> are they? <laughs> uh, he wrote The Hobbit in 1937. Mm-hmm. And he followed it up with Lord of the Rings in 1954, The Fellowship. Two Towers in... Two Towers... 54? Yeah? No? Mm. Yeah, Two Towers in 54. And then followed it up the following year. So he had everything all ready to go. Um, he was also a code breaker in World War II. Mm. So but yeah, I didn't he's, even he's... know until the other day that he had to go back and rewrite The Hobbit. So the mm. first edition of The Hobbit's completely different. Really? Because some of the language he used, people used to argue nope. with him. Saying, uh, there's little bits like Gollum gives away the ring. Hmm. Like uh, he, they have a bet with like him and Bilbo and he just gives him the ring. But then when he writes the Lord of the Rings, he's like, oh, he can't just be given the ring away like that. That wouldn't happen oh. with this. So he goes back and he changes bits of the story in The Hobbit. Oh, oh wow. Okay. I did not oh, know that. Interesting. I just, he is a really interesting man. Really interesting. He might come across as a bit of a, a bit of a snotty one, but he is a very interesting man. Bit of a snooty man. Has anyone seen Joe, Joe's comment in the chat? He's just like it's it's wild. There's so much world building, but he still went with Mount Doom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his languages are like he can speak so many different languages, and some of the things, and he created his own. Do you know he just like, had an off day? He was like, I can't be yeah, asked. Went, like, Mount, say, Doom. Mount Doom. I've that'll do enough. for you. Um, big, my... big bad mountain. Oh, what's that uh, Rick and Morty where it's like, oh, we're going to that place that sounds making up uh, Lake Flabbernab. <laughs> I've got two favourite characters. One, it's quite uh, like just because he brings a little bit of comedy in the films, that because that is much needed 
because these films are very, very take themselves very serious. When in a way they should, but mm-hmm. uh, Gimli the dwarf, like his little oh, yeah. anecdotes and little things, it kind of cuts Gimli? the tension and cuts the boredom a little bit. Just mm. not again, not yes. a bad because if they do a too serious film and you're just too intense for too long, you in your your attention does t- t- start to wane. So he kind of draws you back in. Um, so I think like I said, John Reese uh, Davies uh, was absolutely perfect cast and um, with, like as a dwarf and Gimli, like, son of Gloin. <laughs> he is mid though, and you're right. There's he some is. really like dark moments where he'll just say something and he just brings you back to like and en- enjoying yourself, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, someone had to make Orlando Bloom funny, so <laughs> he was the guy to actually do it. Um, and I loved his portrayal, like. Of this character, um, I love well, I love Brad Dorf and anything, but as uh, like say, uh, Worm, uh, Grima, I've got it written down, um, Worm Grima, Worm Tongue, yeah, just how sinister and well, just being Brad Dorf, um, uh, perfectly and just like, and the extended bit as well, and when he takes out Saruman, uh, or, or, Christopher Lee's character, I always get can't get the name right. Sauron. Uh, Sauron, Sauron. That's right. I have to. I have to remind myself. I always get them middled up. Mm. You couldn't have changed them two a little bit, <laughs> couldn't <laughs> Like the two big bads. I do as well. Distinct. I actually said the cocktail earlier. I was like, I feel like I could do so well well with like Lord of the Rings trivia. But I'm always just like, wait, is it Saruman or Sauron? Sauron, Sauron. 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 Which one's which? <laughs> just call them the, the Dracula and the Big Eye. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Dracula here. <laughs> but yeah, um but did you know um sorry, just on the topic of Gimli or John Reese Davies, did you know the anecdote about the fact that he lost his middle finger when he was a kid? So like he has a prosthetic middle finger and one day on set he cut the finger, put blood on it. And then went up to Peter Jackson and said, boss, I've had an accident. And Peter Jackson looked like he was going to faint. He was like, oh, my God, my God, we need to get you. We need to get you a hospital now. And he was just like, oh, I'm just kidding. I haven't got, I haven't got a finger. I did not know that. Yeah. I, I just, that's so funny. I did read that his outfit was a fucking nightmare. His prosthetics, his outfit was so bad. Like, it itched him. It was irritating. It chafed him. His makeup used to come, in, come lost, out of rashes. Uh, and loads of the, skin around his eyes. Yeah, yeah. and at the end, at the end of his final day, his makeup artist came over and handed him his whole costume and went, go and set it on fire. <laughs> all of his prosthetics, everything. And they set a fire for him and he chucked the lot. Imagine if we've got like, reshoots no now. <laughs> yeah, when he, when he did back in. Apparently he used to just hit all of the uh, stunt guys as yeah, well, like all of the yeah, orcs. And, like, you'll come and then you come and <laughs> whacking them. It's like um, probably going for it. It's, Why not? <laughs> apparently, though, when he, when you meet him in conventions, he's supposed to be the absolutely the most wonderful person to meet, mm. just because he just like fills the room with joy. That that's probably the only description I've had. Like I've never heard anyone say anything negative or bad. He's supposed to be never in a bad mood and stuff. But as you said, all the stories on set, even on the Indiana Jones set, he was supposed to be just having a laugh, like playing around with Harrison Ford. He made Harrison Ford smile, for God's sake. Hey, oh, that <laughs> is a, that is that's a, a real win. That's a win. That is a massive win. I watched the um, reunion that Josh Gad did um, oh, during I lockdown. Love that so I cry. I did. I cried my eye. I've watched I, it like three times. <laughs> I've lost just so many times because they do read read-throughs of their lines and Sean being God bless him, just sat there with his glasses, like with his notepad, <laughs> right up through his face, trying to make sure he can read his lines, not get confused with like Ned Stark or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But when it comes down to Jonathan Reese Myers when he's talking, when they're talking about him and him talking about the movie, it's just you can tell there is so much love for him mm-hmm. and him for this. It was just love. I mean, the whole cast were just lovely. Liv Tyler looked mm-hmm. like she was ready to jump back into them ears and start playing her all over. I'm again. sure she's a vampire though. She's never fucking aged a single no, day. No. Since, since Empire Records, she looks exactly the same. Exactly the same. But she knows verbatim her entire um, you know, the speech she does when she's on the horse mm-hmm. and she's doing the enchantment oh, with yeah. the water. She could do that verbatim, like nearly 20 years on. It was rem- it was breathtaking. And she was like, oh yeah, I've still got my sword. I've still got this. I've still got that. I've still got my necklace. And it's like Go on, pet suit up. Like, let's see it. <laughs> Wasn't it? Um, didn't Christopher Lee, like, when he co- joined the film and on the set, like, start giving people notes because he, he knew talking? Yeah, they fucking hated him. <laughs> yeah, wasn't the case? Didn't he wanted yeah. to actually play? Um, he wanted to play Saruman, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was he told he wasn't allowed. He wanted, he wanted no, sorry, he wanted to play Gandalf. But... That's what I meant. Gandalf. Yeah, he's. I've wrote down notes here about him because it, yes, he he <clears> met Tolkien, <throat> um, but he he read he read Lord of the Rings every year. The entirety of the books up until his death for like 50 years or something and he it was the pronunciation mm. <laughs> it was the way people pronounce things and he would correct them and it got to the point when nobody wanted to be around him when they were doing <laughs> scene because he would just he would walk past and be going wrong that's not <laughs> how that said and he would pull them up like in a lovely way like don't get nobody hated him for it but it got to the point where it was a bit exhausting to be um, fair, though, no one would fuck with Christopher Lee. Like, Christopher uh, Lee was the badass no, of anything that he did. legend. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. I heard that not. James Bond's based on Christopher Lee, which is... I heard that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I heard that too. When I was reading about... Because I went into certain people... Mm-hmm. And Christopher Lee was one because I, I knew I'd heard the story about the pronunciation. Yeah. So Is it like, because you might be doing an episode of Monsters on Christopher Lee in the future, possibly? Maybe, <laughs> maybe his mm-hmm. his characters may be coming up somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to make sure that that was factual, and it obviously went into a lot of detail, and yes it got onto the part about how he is mm-hmm. James Bond is based on him I also read a really funny story about Sean Bean so do you know I don't know if you've seen my backdrop of my Facebook page and it's the where they're all up on the mountain and it's got that beautiful we've actually got it on here oh on yeah the background picture. where they're all walking up the mountain so every day every actor got in a helicopter and whooshed oh, up, up to that yeah. mountain <laughs> And please, and but Sean Bean, they didn't walk up it, the lazy bastards. Ha! Wait, well, Sean <laughs> Bean, who is terrified of flying, walked up every day in his Borromeo oh, outfit. Well, I'll, I'll give Sean Bean his due, then I'll not. Sean shit Bean on him. is fucking hard as anything, and then did his day of wafting and then walked all the way back he, down. Like full, full armor. Like it would take him at least two and a half hours to get up there while they all yeah. went up on a helicopter ride that took 10 minutes. Mm. Yeah. He would so he would like, he would head off super early because he was like, I'm not getting in that helicopter. You can't make me, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Oh, bless him. Man. Oh, yes. I like Sean Bean, though. But to be fair, though, he did the least amount of walking in all the films because then he lasted to the fellowship. All the rest of them kind of walked a little bit hey, further. So He went out <laughs> in a fucking blaze of glory. Three fucking arrows and he was still going. Mm-hmm. It's, do you know, it is a love. I love that scene so much because you can just see the pain. Yep, I've got an arrow. But then it's like, the oh, shit, no, there's a hobbit there. And then he like kind of gets up. And yeah. reminds himself what he needs to do, and it happens each it's, and every time he gets hit. It's mm-hmm. devastating because much like Faramir, 
you see someone who's like got a duty and his duty is his, mm-hmm. what his father wants, but he's also a good person. And you yeah. remove the ring and you remove Frodo from the situation and he still wants to protect the little ones. Like that's yeah. all he wants. And it's the same with the scene when we lose Gandalf and Aragorn's like, we need to move. And he's like, give them a moment, like let them grieve, like let people be people. Mm-hmm. Underneath it all, he is a lovely man. He's, he he's just well, blinded by like, the ring. Um... I feel like he probably did help Frodo in his last moments as well by, like, on purpose. I don't think it's written or implied in the movie, but he's blown the horn of Gondor, which is going to mm. lure all of the Urukai to him. Yeah. He's probably doing that on purpose because I imagine he's found Merry and Pippin, and he's not, there's no way that he hasn't asked where Frodo is after what he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah said, absolutely. Oh, Frodo's gone away by himself. He's probably went, right, we need to help him. That is a great impression of Gone Horn horn. there. So if someone clip Lee blowing his horn for us, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes, he does though because he bless Lee looks fed up. I'm sorry, Lee. (laughs) (laughs) He entices them to to him with the with the horn. And he does tell them to run, but it's when he's explaining to Aragon that they're still out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did it die, Sean Payne? Oh, wait, it's Sean oh, Payne. Of God. course he's going to die. Every um, time, every time I, I cry when he, he says to Aragon that he would have followed him, like my heart breaks into a million I little pieces because oh. he's like, he's like saying, you're not just my king, like mm-hmm. you're my yeah. leader, like you're my brother, like I would have followed you. And up until that point, you can see that he's quite intimidated and also probably a bit jealous of the fact that Aragorn's the king. Mm-hmm. It's probably more of his dad's influence than yeah, anything else. Yeah. But what me and Anth were talking about the other day and I wanted to bring to you because maybe you might be able to shine some light. Aragorn is Isil Joe's heir. Mm-hmm. And that is the heir to the king of Gondor and something <coughs> else. I had it written down. Um, where, are the, where, where are the other heirs? Where, where were they? Dead. Where's his dad? Dead. Where's his Dead. grandfather? He's dead. Well, then, died when he was uh, two. But why is why did the steward of Gondor he took over when Boromir was four? He kind of like forced his way through. So why didn't the heirs do something about that? That's what I'm really. There's no because the police weren't around. Because if you think about it, like um um Aragon, no, I can't get my words out now. He like they said he was 83. When he uh-huh. thinks so, if if he was yeah eighty six, so if he was four, that was eighty four years ago, eighty two years right. ago. So it's so essentially they could be dead, and it's Aragon who's mm-hmm. in their time. It's Aragon who's the heir, but he's walked away younger, yeah. and he's walked right. That makes a lot. Well, more sense. in the book, which I haven't read. But again, like Game of Thrones, I do a lot of research about things that I haven't read mm-hmm. um, because I want to know more. In the book, it's a lot less. Um, like basically, the film made a big show of him being like, "I don't want it." He did a yeah. he did a proper Jon Snow. Like he doesn't want the throne. He's not interested. He just wants to go. And, but in the book, that's not the case at all. In the book, he's he's actually a bit of an ass. He's a bit like, mm-hmm. "No, I'm, it's my throne. I mm-hmm. want that throne." So like, I don't actually. I feel like Sammy's got a really good question there. I don't actually know why hasn't he gone for it. Too. Is it because he's like off with the elves? Because he's raised by elves, right? Yeah. yeah, it was raised by it was raised by Elrond in Rivendell, which is how he knows. Yeah, uh, El- Elwin. Oh, it Elwin. was probably. I mean, the men were the, the oh, men were probably oh, hunted down the same as the other the other bearers of the rings, right? So, because the dwarves have been 
eradicated, which we don't need. People didn't even know about. Like Gimli finds out when he goes to the, yeah. the mines. So oh, it's God, probably yeah, a case of like of Moria. There's no, there's no email. There's no news. So like no yeah. one, no, no one knows if no one knows, right? Yeah, mm. that's true. We just couldn't figure it out. We were like, why wouldn't the? Because this, this Stuart has been in place for a really long time, and he put himself there. And he has been like people have gone up against him and lost, and he's still the steward of Gondor. Why hasn't mm. the heirs actually come forward and done something about it? Mm. But you know, it makes sense that if Aragorn is as old as he is, than everyone else, he probably, just... probably was the heir yeah. when mm. this all kicked off with him becoming the steward of Gondor. So, Gondor so Lee, has no king. Yeah. Gondor, Gondor needs, needs no king. No king. <laughs> I imagine people have gone in to negotiate getting the throne back. Saw how Denethor eats tomatoes. I'm done. Nah, I'm out. I'm out. Sick freak. But uh, <laughs> I think you told us the other day how long's all three films together, like including the extended film, extended um, versions? Seven hours twenty or something. So something like that. Seventeen is it or? No, 11, no. 11 hours. 11, 11 hours. It's got to be more than 11 hours. It's, cause, it's cause, close. Because it turned the king's four and a half. Let's Google. All three extended. Yeah, the first one's like oh. three hours 10. The second one's about three hours 30. 11 right. hours, 36 minutes. Oh, it felt longer. Um, Theatrical, nine that hours. That is my. Minutes. That is an hour an hour and a bit of my working day. I work <laughs> 10 hours a day. <laughs> so you would think after 11 hours they wouldn't have plot holes, but they still do. But yeah. <laughs> Well, one of them is not a plot hole, but it actually quite a, I think it's quite cheeky actually. In Two Towers, Sam says, um, when they're in Oscillion, 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 um, by rights, we shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Which oh, is actually a nod to the book because they never went to Oscillion in the book, <laughs> which I thought was so cheeky. I thought that was actually really good. And they're like, yeah, we're not actually meant to be here. <laughs> this never actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, going back to like say what I mentioned about the characters, going like on track with that. What is your favorite moments in the movie? In the movies, oh, shall we say? I wrote mine down. All right, we'll I've go got with Sammy. Way too many a name. Like, hey? be, there's way too many a name. Like, where, where, where do you even start? Well, <laughs> I'll kick it off with um, the mouth of Sauron. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I love <laughs> I love the feel so of him is just he's amazing. Amazing. It's almost like he's quite sarky. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> hilarious. Do, yeah. do we know who the actor is? Is it, is it an actual actor? I or? I, do you know what? I never even thought to look I've, that up. I've never looked at her. But um, I remember once I got some um, black coloured vodka and oh, it yes. dyed my mouth black. Like, my teeth went black. <laughs> and I, I was literally at my friend's house and I was like, Sauron, bid you welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a guy called Don Messick. Oh my god, it's Scooby Doo! No way. He'd voice Scooby Doo, Deputy Dog. Um, that's yeah. amazing. Droopy. <laughs> he's there a Hanna Barbera actor. <gasps> look at that man. Look, at, I don't know if he's the voice as opposed to the actual actor because this gentleman is of an age. Um, but the, the, the ma- Black Land come forth. Right? <laughs> 
<laughs> Look at the design around that mouthpiece, though. How beautiful is that? It's, he like it's, he uses his mouth as well. Like it, it's very much why I love Tim Curry. It's like actors who really enunciate with their mouth when they're talking. Yeah. He's just he's got from being called the mouth of Sauron. The entire focus is on the mouth for so it's many now reasons. Paul is yeah. now the mouth of Sauron. <laughs> I love the um the the front piece here reminds us of last of us i'm getting like proper last of us vibes of you know the mm. creature thingies it looks like that it's just i love it i love the mouth the mouth of sarah when he's in it i've even wrote sam is the true hero <laughs> <laughs> he carries him up mount doom <laughs> as only a goonie um, can do for you um my one of my favorite moments is I was talking about it earlier and I just want to go in a little bit more detail is Theoden's return um, when Gandalf the Grey exposes mm. himself to be Gandalf the White and I love I, I, I just don't think I've ever actually listened to the explanation of who Gandalf is when he's when he first meets um, Aragorn Gimli and Legolas he said they're like oh who are you and he's like well I was once Gandalf the Grey I'm now Gandalf the White I am who Sauron yeah should be that is Christopher Lee right Saruman 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 so I am who Saruman should be mm-hmm. what I bring is what Saruman is meant to bring I am now him um and I love I, I just don't think I've ever heard that exp- like or I've even listened to it properly and then when he goes in and he's like, he's staff, I told you to take his staff. And I'm like, fuck no, bitch, he didn't. <laughs> Here we go. And the, the transformation. Yeah, um, it's so good. When he's laughing It's quite at him. seamless as well, because a lot of the CGI in that film, you're a bit like, oh. bit janky. Yeah, but that's like, so, like the way his face slowly reforms. Like, comes it's back. So it's, it's, it is when he's laughing and he's like, her, her, her. <laughs> <laughs> Someone clip that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, what was it? What does he say to him? You would have had me on for all fours like a beast. I just love that line so much. So I love that whole moment there. And especially when the guards stop his niece from yeah. trying to run out and they're like, no, no, that's just just leave it. Just and let this this, and, and mm. they get to go and pull their swords out and they're like, no, no. Let's just leave it. Mm-hmm. And Orlando Bloom does one of the most cringiest fucking punches I've ever seen when he does that. Fuck off. You it's, like, it's a puffy punch. <laughs> 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 that is one of my favourite moments. I will let somebody else go next. One of the memorable things I watched uh, back, and it was on the extended version, I think, it's when you, you first meet uh, Smeagol. Uh, when he finds the ring, um, and you find how brutal and violent he gets, pretty much from the off ways. This happy go lucky mate uh, fishing for his birthday, and they find this shiny thing that he chokes him out to death for it. And it's mm. over, and it's like pretty seamless and quick. He's going from like smiling, and like it just shows you like the viciousness, and he probably oh. always had that like nasty element to it. But then it's the evolution of it. Where he goes and hides in the caves, and he so his his skin becomes bleached because he doesn't have any sunlight. His eyes become enlarged. It's like evolution, but in a living being, which was just yeah. fascinating to see. And um, how they mixed up the practical effects. Let's be honest, didn't look great mm-hmm. at first, but then um, uh, like to the to the smeg- to the golem that we end up with, and 
Yeah. Gollum Andy Serkis t- was not on board originally. He didn't come until Two Towers. Mm-hmm. So whatever you get in the first one is not anything to do with Andy Serkis. But all you do is get the eyes off the first one. You don't really get the movement. Or you, yeah. see him, you see him crawling up the wall, you don't you? You see him getting tortured. Shire, Hobbit, Bagginses. <laughs> and he, yeah, you see him kind of like somewhat of a thing of him, but it's mm. not, not, not the Gollum that we know. No. But no, I, the, the birth of Gollum that we get and his uh, journey through that movie as well, because boy does he get to go through like some emotional turmoil bless him <laughs> i do love the scene where he's talking gollum and smeagol smeagol yes. and gollum i love that interaction between the two i think andy circus doesn't get enough credit no um, for he doesn't. how much work he put into that and apparently this is like the big thing at the minute pete when i've been like getting reading about this people are saying don't go and watch the films Go and get the fucking audiobooks. Andy Circus reads the audiobooks, and every single person has their own voice. And unlike the Aww. Game of Thrones one, <laughs> unlike Game of Thrones, he actually manages to stick to every single voice throughout. It doesn't like amazing. See, it's absolutely brilliant. Is it true that like you couldn't be nominated for an Oscar if you weren't like an actor so he I, couldn't be nominated for an oscar for that role oh, but they've changed the rules now but I think yeah because I did he, that. he wasn't an actor he was he was basically in a little suit in front of a green screen right and they had mm. to put him in so he couldn't mm. be nominated but like he should have been for what he like he created one of the best like anti-heroes of all time like mm. absolutely so the the whole three movies itself won 17 academy awards mm-hmm uh, Fellowship were nominated for nine and won four. Mm-hmm. Two Towers was nominated for four and won two. Return the King, but that was the year that because they thought nominated King, for eleven and won eleven. The rumours wow. about that though, because the Academy said they weren't going to give the awards per film, so they went right to well, wait till you've done the trilogy, and mm. <clears throat> even though it was for the Return of the King, in what they've said is it was for the full trilogy. Right. Well, the the fellowship won for cinematography, makeup, original score, visual effects. The two towers won for sound editing and visual effects. The return won for picture, director, screenplay, mm. art direction, costume, film edit, makeup, score, song, sound, visual. Everything but an actor role. That makes sense because, <laughs> like, let's be. I know that sound again. Not to sound negative, the acting in it wasn't. Brilliant. Oh, it's not the it's not no. perfect perfect is it like no it's not oscar worthy i would say it's not where you're saying oh that person blew me away it wasn't like a heath ledger joker type thing where mm. you totally changed the way that you see a character being portrayed but yeah. for everything it was like the trilogy as, as itself as i said it changed movies from that point so to give the awards at the end makes more sense than to give them all, all the way through because it's kind of it, yeah not to diminish like the work that was done on the two towers or the fellowship, but if you do it as a complete set like a three, no mm-hmm. other films could even stand close to them. Not yeah. the I mean, or anything like that. If I if I think about the films, I don't think about like an actor's performance. I think about the music because like Howard yeah. Shaw is mm-hmm. just the, the oh. score is incredible. I walked down the aisle at my wedding to Concern and Hobbits because mm-hmm. of how. Oh my god! Right, like I love Howard Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think about the music, I think about the cinematography, I think about moments where like quotes are said, like so, so you know when you get yeah. like that backdrop of music kicks in. Like for example, 
the scene when Gandalf's riding out from um with the uh, his staff and he, he the, the 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 sorry oh, I'm, I'm losing my brain because i'm, I'm oh, no. over. Uh, return of the king of the light. <laughs> yeah return of the king the north skull are flying overhead and then he does the beam of light <laughs> and the music kicks in and there's just that back backwards drop where you're just looking at all the horses riding and there's just gandalf oh. running towards them with the light go- oh my god it's beautiful so beautiful but it's not cry. it's not acting right it's, no. it's cinematography it's and music yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. moments that you think it's, about, isn't it? Well, Jackson hired Alan Lee and John Howe to be the primary um, conceptual designers. So everything that you see, you know, your your backdrops and your your architecture, it's done by them too. They won the Oscar for it. They did all the illustrations for Tolkien's books. All right. Oh. So he hired them as a mm-hmm. come and help me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make this right. What? Yeah. What, what about you, Lee? What are your favorite moments of the movie? Um, two parts. The whole opening sequence with the oh, battle at the that... end of the second age. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say Gladriel's opening, but okay. I, I mean, no, wow! Well, like, I'm going there. Sauron <laughs> standing over the volcano, like, but yes, another ring was made. Um, no, that. Do you know that opening? Just Isildur going. No. no. <laughs> That's um with his little pouty face. Um, <laughs> so, he reminds of Zoolander when he goes no, and it's like no. Looks a bit like Lee <laughs> now, doesn't he? Lee, look, Lee looks a bit like him. Um, Cast it into the fire. No, Lee, it's no. all your fault. You caused all this, Lee. All Lee's, all Lee's fault. But the Gladriel prologue, which I read at the beginning, was actually meant to be read by Frodo. Right. And then they were mm. like, "Huh, everything that's said in there actually has fuck all to do with Frodo at mm. this point." Like Frodo is the after effect, not the now. So mm. we're not having Frodo read that out, which is why you get Gladriel do it. There and, you go. Um, and then secondly, everything to do with the Balrog. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that would have been in my list. That's, yeah. Wait, but do you mean in the Fellowship or do you mean in the Two Towers where you see the actual extended Both fight? Parts, I love everything that. Everything to do with it. It's when you see the scene again and you're like, I've already seen this, but this time you follow Gandalf and you're like, oh, and then you shit. keep going and you're like, oh, hang on. And he catches his sword halfway down. Oh, it's unreal. And you but... just, you get that like backdrop as well where you just see like the fire slowly coming mm. out of the top. Oh my God. Unreal. See, as well. And you watch it again now. <laughs> so, so that, that whole situation is Gandalf being a cocky bastard though. He's on the thing. So you cannot pass halfway through. If he just went to the end and done it, done the full, the full bridge. He, the Balrog would have fell over at the start and it wouldn't have been able to catch him with a whip. He would have been fine, but then we wouldn't have had Garden off the White. He wouldn't have got his power-up type thing. Yeah, he definitely true. hogged exactly. it because he's like, he says, like, swords are no use here. Get away. And uh, mm-hmm. But the left Rivendell, there was a... What's he called? Is it... Not, oh, it's not... Um, there was an elf, I can't remember his name, who is famous for, like, killing, like, two or three Balrogs. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Gilgalad because oh, Gilgalad killed like five by himself. Oh, God. <laughs> he's, he's going all nerd on us. <laughs> he's going like, uber nerd. He's elf, like advanced to level. As Lee just leveled up, as he is, he turned into the white wizard now. <laughs> he is. Li- oh my God, that would have been fucking hilarious. Lee quickly changed into a white top. <laughs> Lee leveled up. I'll just take your top off. We'll see your whiteness there. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got I'm the sorry, nipple tassels on, Lee? Have you? Got, I, haven't, I haven't got me Chris nipple stickers on at the minute. Oh, well. Oh, I generally don't know. I didn't know that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. I, there's a few elves that uh, took down, like, pretty Did much all of the Balrogs. The right. 
<laughs> if it didn't mention the movie, no. then I so don't. I, know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sticking to the movies. I'm just being a nerd. No, no, no it's good. I, it's good. I do feel like the Balrog was like an end level boss that needed more end level bosses throughout this movie as well. Because like the battle scenes were great. And I got the weird pig looking fucker on the last movie as well, which was just weird. Um, and he's I love bit... that look though. He looked classy. He looked like he could fuck someone up. But that, I think that was a, a thing that was missing a little bit in these movies that, for me. Which again, I know for Tort and Fantasy, it's like each each like kind of like movie taking it to the next stage, but they never really got past or got better than the Balrog. The Balrog was just beautifully. Like cast, like well cast, beautifully made, and looked aesthetically just unbelievable. And um, yeah, if we yeah, got I, more I like monsters or big things like that, like I know we got the witch. Is it the, the was it the witch king? The was witch, king. witch, witch king. king of Angmar. Yeah, that was quite interesting. But again, his crown was a little bit. I wanted to be a bit better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't for, for being for being a king. It wasn't so much. It wasn't like glorious, was it? But the um, I feel like Lurt is a really, really good. I I wish Lurt was in it more. I know he is in it more because he the the pig fucking looking guy is played by the same actor Lawrence Macchiari who plays mm. Lurt. But I, me and Joe actually coined a phrase, um, which I'm gonna share with you now, and you will. Oh. You will remember this for the rest of your life because it's incredible. You know when someone's just like properly like all over the place and you're like, oh, what's he doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> me, me and Joe are just like, oh, yeah, he's lurting all hour. <laughs> lurting all hour. Because <laughs> like that's that's what you're doing, right? You're just like, because Lurt, he just he doesn't give a shit. Apparently, Vigo used to be quite harsh in fight scenes, but then in the fight scenes with Lurts, like Lawrence would really take it that step farther, like further. Um and I, I love <laughs> the bit where um he gets the the sword through him and instead of like you know standing dying or like trying to get away he pushes it further into himself and puts his face right like he's that's fucking badass yeah like I know from a production value it's not all flames and whips and tails and stuff but like mm. he's still a it's badass hard, bad guy it's fucking hardcore though he proper pulls him in I'm like oh you it's, it's, yeah it's like oh <laughs> he's stuff a fucking he's nightmare fuel like you wouldn't want to be licked by him definitely not I always forget forget about that scene when it zooms out after their fight and you see all of the bodies that Boromir had killed Mm -hmm. and there's about 50 Urukai just lying there dead it's like fuck me yeah he really went went um, went for it Um, he was lurting all over he was lurting all over oh I need that on a t-shirt that'd be fucking class Um, there's one more I wanted I've wrote on my list that I wanted to mention because it has probably the, the best two second scene ever is the lighting of the beacons Gondor oh, calls for raid when Aragorn walks through that, that fucking door and runs through it? Oh my god, get the yeah. fuck in! <laughs> I just love Gondor the scene. Which I just love like seeing like the mountains and just being like, "Where is it? Where is it?" <laughs> and and you just see like fire. a flare. You're like, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> Imagine um, that being your job, just to sit in a hut and wait to see if a beacon gets lit. Like, oh, I my am, turn. <laughs> I am waiting for some form of TikTok video to come out of like the Gondor calls for air and the beacons lightning because they did the, you know, the, have you ever seen the video of people dancing to the taking the hobbits to Isengard? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, that is so fucking funny. But I am waiting for someone to do something exactly the same for Gondor calls for it. <laughs> And Rohan will answer. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it possible for you to watch that scene of uh, Legolas going, they're taking the hobbits to Isengard without going, God, God, good God. No, 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 not at all. I had to, I had to pause. 
because I wet myself laughing. <laughs> you can't on. not when the memes come up. You're just like, like when I went to the cinema to see all three back to back, there were people dressed up as like Gandalf as hobbits. Mm-hmm. And throughout the entire film, films, whenever mm-hmm. a bit like that came up, the entire audience. So like that bit there, everyone was like, they're taking the hobbits. <laughs> like, oh, so it was almost like, like a Rocky Horror experience, like where the yeah, crowd yeah, participated like, in, the, in the hobbit behind the scenes. And he's like, got his, someone's got it on the phone. And he's oh, singing yeah. along to it. And he's dancing, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so, so good. good. Does Does anyone rate Orlando's Bloom performance in this now? Because when I first originally <laughs> watched it, I was like, oh my God, who is this? Who yeah, is this fine yeah, looking elf? Too. And now in my adult 40 year old eyes, I'm like, <laughs> he's terrible. He's so bad. Let's, let's put it this way. This, this, these films were the, are the best things that Orlando Bloom has ever done. Hey. This was his first film, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he married Kitty Perry, didn't he? He's married to Kitty Perry now. He did. I mean, yeah, in, in life, he kind of wins a bit. Yeah, he's I absolutely in this loved him. Yeah. I, I like, love So in the reason I 20s, wanted to... Loved him. Joe's just pointing in the I chat as well. Sonia loves him. <laughs> oh, I had my, so I had a small bedroom and I had one wall that was covered in Orlando Bloom posters. Oh, like, literally I went through that phase. A homage. And the only reason I wanted to see the second one at the cinema was because I was like, oh my God, who is this elf? And yeah. I watch it now as an adult and I'm like, what the fuck was oh, wrong your with skin, me? Your I, skin crawls, not for his yeah. acting, but for the fact that, <laughs> like, the fact I, that I, I like, like that. And yeah. I was like, I'm an Aragorn woman, like 100% now. Oh, 100%. oh Faramir, give me Faramir. I'm, I'm just going to ask the question there. Has Coxie done a Legolas for you then? Has he dressed up as Legolas? No. no. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair Coxie oh, looks more like Faramir. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. A chance for Coxie to show us his quality. <laughs> 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 oh, he said DME, bless him in the chat. Oh, DME. Oh, DME, um, what have I got myself into now? Also, going back to Helm's Deep, obviously that battle scene is just fucking mm. perfection from mm. start to finish. But one of my favourite moments is when the elves arrive. Oh, and yeah. There's that a is line... no Orcorn. <laughs> it's no, it's not Legolas. It's the fucking elves. But the the respect that they actually give Legolas in yeah, that as well. Yeah. Um, was brilliant, but it's something. It's it's what Aragon says to him. I always could never understand what he's actually saying until, and then he'll just go, "And you're most welcome." And I'm like, "What? What did you say? Did you call him a name?" Or and it used to bug us for years. And then when I got it was the something, something racist in Elf, but we cannot repeat. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It, it means um, fuck all. It, it, no, it meant uh, I spit upon your grave. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. It is much though, and it's like that that line that he says to Aragorn when he's like, um, I'm told that not that long ago men used to fight alongside elves. And he's just like, So like, you know, let's we let's do that we're now. Here to, we're here, we're to here to honor honor that. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yes, amazing. you are. Like everything in Hel- the Battle of Helmstate is perfect. Like like it's, from like setting the tone and saying but then it is well, it's not ridiculous. I was going to say there's one bit. Is it Legolas skateboarding yes. down the stairs? Yes. The same bit. Well, can I read this out? Yeah. Uh, it's how I pictured this scene written in this book. And Legolas jumps on his shield like a skateboard and totally rides it down the stairs. <laughs> and he's shooting arrows like a motherfucker. <laughs> seriously, really cool. He is wrecking shit. <laughs> That 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 that's that, 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 that was the point I was <laughs> going to come it? to. Like every step, every like everything that was like oh. move in the in the in the whole battle scene <laughs> is perfect until you're taken out of it by that one moment of him surfing down the stairs, going, and you kind of stopped going. 
That was a choice. And I even don't mind the tossing. I don't even mind the tossing the the dwarf joke. That was hilarious. Like, that was not. But I was like, I could have done without Legolas riding down the stairs on a shield. And I say, could he not have just ran down and it would have looked as cool? Or just grabbed a rope and just hung down? Because surely using the shield to skateboard down is more dangerous and probably could have caused a lot more damage to himself because he could have went backwards, hit his head on the step, and it would have been game over. Do a kickflip. Do a kickflip. Have you been watching Tony Hawk's too? Amazing if he just got on it just like a second and then went up and then yeah. oh and and he was gone and he was gone. I completely forgot all about that until I rewatched it. I mean, I watched this at least once a year, if not twice a year, mm-hmm. in its entirety, the extended version. And I never look. I and I don't look at Legolas anymore. Like I really don't. I you just like <laughs> I feel sick at myself that that I went to see Fellowship three times at the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um. Two Towers five times and Return of the King, oh God, eight times. Um, my ex used to work in the cinema. I got him for free. Why <laughs> it's the worst one? But yeah, uh. it is. It didn't used to be my. It didn't used to be my. Uh, it used to actually be my favorite. Um, I absolutely adore the, and it's one of Anne's pet peeves with this film because Anth is very much on Team Paul when it comes to these movies. He cannot and will never understand my love for them because he will sit mm-hmm. and pick them to fucking pieces while I'm watching it. The Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, he absolutely mm. hates that because he's like. If he could have done that all along, why didn't he? Why didn't he take the sword with him and know that he could do that? And blah de blah. But that's the thing, though, because he didn't know. He only got the sword at a certain point, so he he didn't know he was going to take back the throne. Yeah, it was it was a broken. Well, this is what I explained to him. I Mm -hmm. do go into this because Ant just see Ant seems to think that it's it's too much of an easy ending. That like game over, army of the dead. It's it's one of those. I know it sounds really like it's. Hard to do a story so vast over so many different things and wrapped up in a nice little board where everyone will be pleased with. There's a lot of things that do fall in place nicely, the, where they arrive at certain points and say, okay, this will help us or this will move on to the next plot point. But that's how fucking stories work. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not going to shit on it for that because, like, say, bloody that, hell, that, that, this is the this is the man who's had a go at how many endings does it have? But no, that's <laughs> uh, that, that that's beyond the point. Like, I think if you tell a story, it should end. You shouldn't have to end the story fifteen <laughs> fucking times. But yeah, sorry, you started me off on that one. I wasn't going to fucking I mention did. it. I did. Um, I did. you into that one? But yeah, but it it's not the like how the like story gets there like things like oh now the elves have come back and given him a sword that he can now summon I... the dead that like it's it's very nice that it happened at certain points but if you did it in any other part of the film it wouldn't make sense and it wouldn't have had the it impact wouldn't. so again that's all. that's how you tell a story it's not real life sorry but... dwarfs and well chris sorry you dwarfs are real um, um... <laughs> i was gonna say who's offending who now um, but um, orcs but and, love, and elves aren't I... real even though donna might be wearing elv ears as we speak but potentially still, yeah. it's, it's a possibility mm-hmm. um i absolutely adore that scene when elrond brings him the sword and it's the way they kind of oh, like yeah. take the sword out and it's like <gasps> it's when he realizes it's it's mended Mm-hmm. And you see that look on his face. He's like, "Oh shit! Oh wait, this is happening. I'm gonna call on the dead now." I fucking love that scene. 
But yes. Anything with Elrondin, to be honest, I'll sit and watch gladly. I love listening to him talk. But that, <laughs> he but is the, absolutely but, fantastic. But the reasoning for asking the dead to support them as well, that makes logical sense. They've, they've died without honour. They can't rest. He's given them yeah. peace. So again, Not it's... Bad. Don't get me wrong. I am all for it. It's fulfilling a prophecy and... um. Like say fulfilling the oaths as well. So again, yeah, and he lets them go. The only thing that again is a bit weird about that one is the pirates of men. I don't know where the fuck they came from. Uh, <laughs> why yeah, some... they're hev- they're heavy in the books, but again, even in the extended editions of the films, they're not really explained until they're there. Yeah. Like, oh, oh and hello. there's pirates, <laughs> and there's pirates, and, and they look a bit like Lee and Nasty. <laughs> Lee, you just like every single character in this film. It can be represented it, by Lee. It could be you. We, we could actually film an ep- like a, an Lord episode of the Lord podcast of the where Lee plays every single character that's in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you I'm could. Sure, I'm sure there's a guy that does actually do one man Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I've seen him do one man Star Wars before. One man, sure one, man one job. I'm going to see one man Lord of the Rings. Oh no! <laughs> oh, God. We need we need to see Lee just do a whole reenactment of each and every character. <laughs> I did um, hear an interesting thing today on because my TikTok has obviously found Lord of the Rings on TikTok. And it was talking about what would have happened if Gandalf did take the ring. Mm-hmm. So obviously Gandalf is very dead set on not taking it. And it, it was said that he would, because of he, because he's so good and true, he would have, in his own head, done what he thought was good and true, but to the detriment of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it would have yeah. been ten times worse than actually Sauron getting Sauron, Sauron, Sauron. The ring, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been ten times worse than him actually getting it because of the intent behind it. He, one is only looking to do despair and you know create chaos. The other one is looking to do good, but ends up creating that chaos and madness and everything through it. There's t- there's more elements within Gandalf would have been. Fucking hardcore! If so, he did get, if he did took the ring. So you're saying Gandalf would have been the worst one to have the ring? Yeah, out of everyone, in to a way, take I mean, it, Gandalf would have been the worst. It's it's quite it's. I feel like it's quite a sociological t- topic because it, for me, it always felt like the hobbits depicted children in that children yeah. are innocent, and that the reason it had to be a hobbit is because they couldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of swayed to evil because they didn't quite understand power. They just mm-hmm. lived simple lives and that's all they wanted. Whereas yeah. Gandalf, despite being good, someone with the best intentions in the world with that much power would mm-hmm. use that power for good. And even though they're using it for good, they're still using power yeah, and power is it. corruptible. Yeah. So you would have someone with Gandalf's level with mm. that kind of power, it, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be catastrophic, regardless. Yeah. And Galadriel kind of says the same, like when she has like a little fucking oh, I love that scare moment. moment. Like she says, <laughs> <laughs> like, but she says, like she says, you know, like she would use it for for good, but she would, you know, ultimately want to be mm-hmm. an all powerful, beautiful queen, like because that's ultimately we all have our wants and desires, even if we yeah. would ever push ourselves to get them. Whereas hobbits. Aren't mm. like hobbits just want food and ale. They're just simple folk. They're just simple people. It's yeah. so true. They're the northerners was... of this tale. So yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I but I absolutely love that it um what they were saying about it because I never really thought about because Gandalf wouldn't we all know Gandalf wouldn't take it. He already said don't tempt us. And I was like, I never <laughs> even thought <laughs> of myself. <laughs> 
Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I'm just um... biding my time to do my Gollum impression. It's fine. Oh, we've already had Lee's before you came on. While oh, I was looking for go on, Lee, give us your impression of Gollum. Stupid fat hobbit. <laughs> now, I'll never come back. <laughs> I don't need to do mine anymore. No, no, no it's on you. You've got, a, you've got one there now. We need, no, we need no, a no, dueling golem now. I don't, I don't. How do I top that? Mm-hmm. That's my go-to <laughs> quote as well. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, Sonia. <laughs> okay, okay, right. It, it hurts my throat to do it though. Oh, I'm going to do the same thing. Stupid fat hobbitses. <laughs> it's the hobbitses. hobbitses. Oh, that is so brilliant. Go on, Sammy. You give it a go. I can't. <laughs> I try, cannot. try for the podcast. Absolutely try. Absolutely not. Give that to us. It's my Precious as give me precious as that was shite. I cannot do <laughs> it at all. Was that? that was Lee. Come on, give it. Give us your precious love. <laughs> give up your precious Sammy. Precious. Give us your precious as I will send hey. Lee round for the ring. I am all. Go- I am all uh, Gandalf here. Oh. I ain't taking that precious. <laughs> Oh my god, they were so good. My voice would never be able I'm still to do thinking shit of like Sean. that. I'm still thinking of Sean Connery, Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. Sure, shall not pass. The women, the women would not have stood a chance. They would have been. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, that, are you talking back to me, woman? Slap. <laughs> allegedly, sorry, allegedly. Clo- a closed fist. It's not alleged. He actually said it on an interview about a closed fist. It was fine if it was closed. Um, not yeah, open fist. It was. He would never punch a woman. He would slap a woman. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Sean Sean Connery. Nicholas, why is it Nicholas Cage blowing your mind? Like Aragon could have he had to, he turned that down, not just, the other way just around. Just think though, Nicholas Cage could have been Superman. He could have been Aragon. <laughs> Fucking hell. He could have been Imagine the though, like the, the bit with the actual ghosts where they're just like, um, so you're gonna let us go now, Nicholas Cage. Like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're mine now. Doing the eye wide like looks so out good. Oh. Doing it get uh, Castle Troy impression from Fierce Off. <laughs> um, Lee, if you were given the one ring, would you become evil? How how bad yeah. would you be, Lee? I'd probably be evil if I didn't have the ring. Right. <laughs> in in oh, Middle well. Earth. <laughs> oh well. We know we know where Lee stands. <laughs> so you would be uh, uh, on the on the side of. Uh, I'd, I'd either be a hobbit, or I'd be. You're a too robot. tall for a hobbit. You can't be a hobbit. You're like six foot something. Yeah. You're too so tall to be a man. Would you, would you be a ranger? You're a tree. <laughs> You'd be a tree beard. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'd be a tree beard. That's what I would be. Tell you what, though, I fucking love tree beard in these movies. And the Elves. The Ents were absolutely hilarious. I love it. Like, as I said, in these movies, one thing that it was lacking and it needed a lot more of was humour. Just, yeah. just to lighten. Because. To lighten the load, but when every time Treebeard was on, it lightened up the screen. And like, say the whole conversation with Mary and Pippin, how um, we've been talking here for hours. Yeah, we've just all said hello and good morning. (laughs) Fantastic. He's like, it's it's night time now, and he's like, well, we've just finished our hellos. I love Treebeard. I love the fact that it's Jonathan Rhys Myers as well. Um, Mm. He's just Davies. Myers is. Yes, I was going. Treebeard still delivers one of the saddest moments of the whole trilogy for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Where he's like, where, he's like uh, where are all the Entwives? And he's like, we cannot find them. 
I thought you were going to say the part where he finds all the stumps and he's like, I've sown, I've known some of these trees since there were seeds, and you're just like, oh, like, like, but and then he's like, a wizard should know better. <laughs> but then he goes all badass and says, the <laughs> ends of go to war oh, from stone and water. When he says that when he's like, the ends are going to war, and then the music kicks in, and you're like, oh, fucking unreal. I love it again. <laughs> how tree beard. <laughs> but then <laughs> when the fight, but the fight the way trees would fight as well, they're just like, yeah, I love my favourite thing to do is what catch the one that um, branches are on fire and then when they release the dam, he runs over and sticks his head <laughs> in the water. Yes. I always look for him. I'm like, where is he? Where is he? Could it, you burn it for some reason gives me such Fantasia vibes that moment with the trees yeah, and everything I know what you mean. like that. Thank you. Um, but I, I do love tree beard scenes. I think he's he's so pure mm-hmm. and the fact that he can stomp a fucking orc like just. Mm. Poof, Gone. You've like, gone. <laughs> the, like this the conversations they have as classes. Like, we've made a decision and we are all in agreement that you aren't orcs. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like what that's not what we're <laughs> And then he's going to we're not going to war. Like I say, we're just I'm gonna take you back to your nice little home. Then he gets it outsmarted upsets. by hobbits, because hobbits are tricksy folks. <laughs> Trixie. Um it upsets us how is it Mary who gets so upset and they so frustrated throughout the whole thing and it's like, oh Mary, mm-hmm. stop. Please yeah, stop. Like be Pippin's more of kind a of like Pippin wants to go back home, but I think Mary's just like, don't you realize like there won't be a home if we don't yeah. do what we need mm-hmm. to do here? And for that reason, I, I do love Mary and Pippin's journeys I just do. as much as the other two hobbits. They're all so integral in the things that happen in the, mm-hmm. the story. Like, yeah, we wouldn't get to where we are without all of the hobbits. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. Frodo. Well, um, yeah. Even though he likes to think that he's own show. And and I, I saw that. But even though Frodo likes to think he's a one-man hobbit show, mm-hmm. he couldn't do that without his three no, friends there. No, no way. They're all just as integral as each other, but I think the hobbits more so, and it's why I absolutely love the scene in the end of Return of the King when <gasps> they, all four of them get bowed down. Here because yeah. it is yeah. all four. It should be all four of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not just Frodo. This is not Frodo's story. This is, he writes he, the book, but like you know, yeah. he's not the main character, and he can fuck off. Well, they always say about <laughs> exactly. war stories as well. The victor does tell, like, the, like tell how on their yeah. side we don't know. Saruman might have had nice plans. He might have thought Middle Earth was going to be like a good place, but no, I doubt. We we never got uh... that side of it. <laughs> I doubt it. End smash. I like that. <laughs> oh gosh. I'm out of my notes now. Oh my god! I am all out of notes. I feel like I've given you everything that I have learned. I was going to say, guys, get as much out with this as you can because it's It's not going to happen happen again again. for a long time. You know what? (laughs) I learned. um, I remember watching um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and Mm. I was like, um, I I don't know what it was. Maybe I should have known this anyway. But I was watching it, and there's a there's a scene where there's like a tree, and the the kids are like, "Oh my god, the trees are alive!" and the trees are like moving and. Um, I remember being like, wow, like C.S. Lewis totally ripped off Tolkien. I was like, actually, which one came out first? Mm-hmm. So I Googled it and like, not only were they best friends, but they yeah. also yeah. shared ideas. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. I love the idea that C.S. Lewis and Tolkien were like, mm-hmm. do we think trees are alive? <laughs> yeah, I, I could just trees yeah, are I would, alive. I would love to have been around in that conversation. I knew them two were friends, mm. but I didn't realize like they kind of worked off each other. Yeah. Um, every time someone yeah. says Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, I just think of what did Susan do? Because <laughs> what I'm did Susan think, do? Uh, Tolkien and C.S. Lewis must have just been stoners. 
Yeah, come on. No, they're just I drank mean, tea. I mean, well, what is long bottom leaf? Yeah, it's, it's weed. It's got to yeah. be, right? Yeah. Well, Alex keeps calling it gilly about... weed, and I'm like, you're completely oh, mixing two things up. Like... Tell you what, I'm, everyone would be fucked if I was a time traveller, because I'll be stealing all these ideas, I'll tell you that for now. Um... Just imagine. <laughs> just imagine if you could go back and be like, oh. You know what? I literally said tonight with Coxie, I were more watching Die Hard. I was like, imagine if we went back in time and wrote this. <laughs> like, actually, just like, I created Die Hard. Yes. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I created a <laughs> lot. <laughs> nobody in the nobody in this world would believe me being me mm. wrote Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> it just wouldn't happen. <laughs> what we need is probably probably there's a version out there, a northern version of Lord of the Rings. Like say well, some... Sean Bean would be in it, that's what yeah, sure. yeah. just be, just catch Sean Bean in everything. Just have some Chavas <laughs> going going up the hill to to, to smash a few uh, bottles of something. You some could paper. have uh, you could have Stephen Graham as one of the hobbits. <laughs> Yes. That would be the scariest thing ever. It was a, uh, Imagine oh, him just so like somewhere and it's like fighting everyone. Like, what are you talking? About? Like, fuck you. Oh, the scene where the um the ring wraiths have mm. got the hobbits all cornered and you've got Stephen Graham in the middle of it. Oh man, <laughs> let's go. Tell you what, though, like as as a as a movie as well, there's so many different scary or like different elements, but especially in yeah. like say the uh, Fellowship, like when the ring wraiths have uh like frodo on like when they're on that type of uh, again on that type of big huge thing that's open in the air where like anyone can come and see them weather top uh, weather top that's yeah. it and oh, yeah. like that attack as well that, that is just absolutely amazingly well done even though aragon can fight them all off and then realizes i'm gonna set them all on fire but yeah let's go bitch <laughs> um actually i have one more thing mm-hmm. to add and it kind of goes in well with what you were just saying there the body count mm-hmm. of all three films. Do you want to hazard a guess Oof. of the body Are count? Are we including like battle deaths, like people who died in, in wars? I'm going to say yes. Is it, is, it, is it better than Claude Rains? Ha! Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not as much as you think it is. Right. And I don't know. Mm. I've got this off a website that Can I'm I not make quite... a guess? Go on, while I uh, fact check myself. <laughs> I'm gonna guess, because what do they say? Like it, it's almost like ten thousand, like people. That, yeah, um, so I'm that, gonna make a I'm gonna make a guess at fifty k. That's my guess. One million deaths. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Lee? Sorry, I... one hundred and twenty thousand for me. One hundred twenty. I'm saying a million. <laughs> <laughs> Million fuckers died that day. Oh crap! There's the fight at the beginning as well. Yeah, I'm just thinking. 150, like, how many bodies do we see just like fly over? That's why I don't think this number is accurate. I think a million. So, you think a million? One million. Uh, I can't even fact check mm. myself properly. Does the dwarfs count as half? <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> 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 right, the number that I have is actually only four. I think it's Return of the King. I thought you said four. Four, I was four like, deaths. It's definitely more than four. <laughs> it's actually what well, the number I've got written down is four hundred thousand, four hundred and sixty-eight thousand. So I got closest. Hmm. No, actually, that's a lie. I can't I think. Least the closest. Yeah. <laughs> four hundred sixty-eight thousand. That's the number 50, that I've got. Four hundred thousand so. people in that one. <laughs> 
And that's why I was like, mm, CGI that people. That seems quite, it just seems quite low. <laughs> Joe's like, in the especially... chat going, four. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just my dodgy northern accent. Um, <laughs> no, 468,000. Right. That was the number I got. So, yes, Claude Rains is definitely not matching that number. All right. And give him, a, give him time. Give him a ring. He could do some damage. My, my, my Lord and Saviour. <clears throat> To be fair, though, Rains. Frodo just basically does the Claude Rains impressions as well when he puts the ring on. <laughs> you fools! Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! You cannot Aha, see me. You, you see that that was the more that was the more that maybe he... that's what happened to Claude Rains. He found the one ring and he never took it off. That's it, and yep. it just mm. fucked him up. Mm. He did not have enough fun with that ring while he was invisible, did he? No, nah. He did, like, but you can tell Bilbo's had some fun with that. Because he, he got the idea to um to do the whole party and the trick and everything. I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually reading Lord of the Rings at the moment. Um and I read the the first chapter. I'm taking it slowly because I don't want to lose interest and I don't want to miss anything. So I'm taking it slowly. The first chapter is obviously all about the party. The scene between him and um Gandalf with the ring is Wow, Bilbo is much more aggressive yeah. in the book than he is in that moment when Gandalf's like, you know, what's going on with that ring there? And he's like, you're not fucking having it. Um, mm. He's a lot more That's aggressive. a direct quote, people. Yeah. Yep. Just a quick question Absolutely. regarding like the use of the ring as well. Because every time Frodo put the ring on, it mm. alerted like, people, like the bad guys, to where he was. And it went into like that slow motion view thing and stuff like that, where it was quite... Like, like quite a like offense to your senses type thing because that like Frodo looked overwhelmed every time he had the ring on. Yeah. Did that same thing happen to Bilbo? Because like, see, because he used to use the ring quite a lot. Yeah. And he never got like the scars and everything. I know getting closer to um like Mordor, so it was having more of an effect and taking over Frodo. But Bilbo seemed, as you said, seemed to be having more fun and enjoying yeah. it a lot more. I wonder if Bilbo had kind of like it was it wasn't like an instant because it was very instant that when Frodo put it on they were there they knew it, mm. what was going on I... maybe it's like been a build up mm -hmm. I think I know the Frodo... answer oh yes I think it's because it's not until Bilbo gets rid of the ring that Smeagol tells them who has the ring. Right. So they're not looking for it at that point. So it's not until Frodo ha once he says bagging Shire um that's the when the, the eye starts looking for it and the eye ah. sees it when frodo has it so for bilbo he never would have been spotted same as smeagol ah very good see that the, makes... that's that's why sonya's on these podcasts because <laughs> she's she, we're like little brains she's like big brains that's so true you yeah. are the big brain you are the big brain yeah oh, 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 oh. <laughs> sonya big brain i'm going to yes. use that this moment awful. to show you my uh my sword <gasps> Is that Sting? I, uh, it's Sting. With uh, oh. Lee, are you getting your sword out on stream? It's, <laughs> the 14 it's inch. Shine, it's kind of shining blue. <laughs> oh no. It's just like a fucking monitor. <laughs> Coxie! <laughs> you got them mocks downstairs again. <laughs> them, get them out of the house. Um, oh God. That's but, so funny. So, God, like, I know. I can see we've probably already answered this question as well. Who's your least favourite character in the movies? <laughs> well, for a very long time, it was Miranda Rotter's character. 
I couldn't fucking stand it. I love the fact that she kills the witch mm. king. I love her now. Yeah. I lo- when she when her brother is like, no woman's on the back. What do you know of battle? And it's like, hey, yeah, what the <laughs> fuck do you know? Do you know what we fucking go through? I was, I could feel it in her that she was ready to rip him a new one, and that she yeah. does it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I, I guess that her brother means so much to her that she would take that to heart and be like. Oh shit! Yeah, like maybe what do I, what do I know? I don't know this and question herself, but she doesn't. She mm-hmm. does it anyway. And when she says that the line "I am no man" mm-hmm. and takes her helmet off, I used to cringe fucking massively at that line. Oh, now no. I'm like, I'm, I'm a massive. Yeah, I've always been a fangirl of that line. <laughs> like, I think that's because I, I grew up on Buffy, though, so I love like oh, strong, yeah. independent, powerful women. You know, and it's yeah. just that. And it, you know, mm. it's not because of her that she wins that fight. It's because of Mary. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that is very true. But she is very but much there. Yeah, good for um, her. And she married Faramir. Yeah. And she gets How the nice. guy. She gets yeah. the guy. But when you think about it as well, that that's subtly done now. When you look at the Avengers Endgame, what they did <laughs> compared to uh, yeah, like say that moment. These women. <laughs> yeah, it was very. It was. It, it it only made us cringe because of how I felt of her as a character. I hated the fact that she was going after Aragon, given that she already knew that he was he hadn't intended, and he was very much, you know, his heart was in that place. And she still kept on going at him. It used to annoy us, but then I look at the other side of her, and she was she was such a true person. Mm. Like, and she could have really she could have really just fucked off and left yeah. them and yeah. be like right fuck yeah. yous i'm nope. not doing this um but no i i have a lot of more respect for her now and i love miranda ottoman fucking come on sabrina mm-hmm. she was amazing in that yeah she's but, class what about you lee them fucking saxville bagginses <laughs> saxville baggins yeah. do you know who do you know who the she Vulture. is no do you, do you remember brain dead it's yeah. the mom from Brandon. No way. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It is. Holy she's a, shit. She's a Peter Jackson actress and he couldn't quite fit her in anywhere else. And mm. yeah, it's it's the mom from Brandon. <laughs> Lionel. <laughs> no. I'm fucking literally like, I, I regular at least multiple times a year have to say I kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I kick ass in the name of the Lord. <laughs> Was there any big cameos in the Lord of the Rings films? You know how, like, Star Wars, how got people... Jackson. Peter Jackson. Mm. He's in all three. <laughs> yeah. guy eating a carrot. He's eating the he carrot. He's there. got the eye patch. Yeah. And uh, in the third one, he's a pirate. He he's a pirate in the third one. Every film he does, he's always in them. Frighteners, it's quite easy to see. Yeah. Kind of like M. Night Shyamalan. He's always in his own films as well. That's very true. I just don't like Legolas. Flat out. Don't like Legolas. <laughs> Fucking hated him in The Hobbit and all. I was like, oh, Denny, I don't want you in this. Mm. You, you don't look young anymore. <laughs> I, I didn't realise that um, elves got puffy faces. You look awful. Go home. Peter Jackson's kids in it as well. Yeah. yeah. Are um, they? So, is one, of, so is one is... of his kids the one that Sam picks up at the end? No, that's his know. kid. Oh, that's, yeah. Oh. That's Thingy's kid. That's... um. E God, what's his name? Sean Aston, that's Aston. his little girl. Oh, she's yes. Just, yeah. They've just released photos of her. Um, she's just graduated university or high school or something. And they use the reference of him holding her in Lord of the Rings. And it's like, oh, look at her now. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> oh, Sean Aston is like, I know we haven't talked about Sam nearly as enough as he probably deserves. No, in this, I, this yeah. thing. But uh, Sean Aston, like, what a resurgence he came about. Like, uh, <clears throat> 
because went from Mikey and the Goonies to not even seeing him, and then like I say, he came out and he's done loads of stuff since then as well. So I uh, mm. can't want anything like say anything bad against that man because no. there's so many videos at conventions as well where if someone's got an, like a like I say an, like a disability or like an issue or like I say and he's he takes time out just like to make sure they're comfortable and he's... i know a lot of actors do but i think there was one there where it said um there's a famous video where this girl goes up and says i've ke- I'm, came out the house and i've got depression and you helped me out that for the lord of the rings films mm-hmm. and he makes a big deal he like screams at her goes you know what the thing is so i've had depression and he, he talks to her like like mm-hmm. on a human level as well he doesn't talk down to her or pander to her as well and it's like if i, I would recommend anyone to look for it and search it out it, it is a beautiful thing to watch he's, he's so a lovely, lovely. man mm. he's, he's just lovely isn't he mm. he's so open about um because there's a lot of things about nepotism and nepo babies and he is a nepo baby um and he's very open at the fact that yeah like my dad my well, his dad but kind of adopt stepdad he helped me out massively. If it wasn't for him, no, I probably wouldn't have been in the Goonies. No, I probably wouldn't have been an actor. But mm-hmm. that doesn't just that doesn't discredit the work that I've fucking done. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, my dad gave me that help in hand. I, the name that I carry holds some weight in the industry. But I put the work in. Yeah, I did the hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to this. I went to drama school. I've and he's so open about it, and I think it's absolutely fantastic because people get really scared when it comes to that word, but. They they work for us. Yes, they have. You know, they can have like a helping hand, but there's got to be some. There's got to be some talent and some work behind it, and that's what he brings. And um, mm. I think he always I brings a think... heart. Everything he does, yeah, like, even he like, is the heart. Yes. Yeah, he like, is the heart. Like even even in Stranger Things, like, he, like we all love Bob. It's yep. still too soon, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rest he'll, in peace, Bob. He'll come back in the final season. We'll bring them all back. It was all a dream. Aww. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I swear that. to God, if it's all a dream, that's it. <laughs> They're in limbo count, like Lost. <laughs> count me out. <laughs> They'll do a Lost link. We're always all like, in, in limbo. The, the scene where um he, he gives the, like, it's it's in the two towers where he gives the heartfelt talk to Frodo and he's just like, you know, like, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's good in this world and it's worth fighting for. Like, that that to me is just encapsulates all three films. And, of course, yeah. it's Sam that says it. And that's why mm-hmm. he's there. Like, he's just so pure and so good. And I feel like Sean Astin is too like he he is he is sam like yeah. irl yeah, isn't he? behind the scenes he was looking after uh elijah wood all the time as well like he, oh, he was yeah. like elijah wood was like locking himself out of his apartment that he was staying in and sean asmus going don't worry you go and get the set i'll sort something out and arrange for you to get back in your <laughs> apartment and he just looked after them the whole time he's just he's lush such a bear. he's just lovely he's but he will always i love the fact that everyone's getting on the taters Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's 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 Tater's precious? <laughs> taters, taters, boiler, boiler mash, mash, stick them in a stew. Stew. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh-huh. we like it raw, but yeah, um, <laughs> nice, nice. nice. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, a, it's amazing how we can turn things by talking about something so pure like taters, like taters. <laughs> Um, my least favorite character is probably Frodo. Frodo. Fuck yeah. yes, fuck yeah. yes, because it's awful. Yeah, I just like it goes from this annoying, happy chap 
to annoying miserable to chap. annoying happy twat yeah <laughs> and I, like i say i know it sounds really bad i just wish he died at the end i do want to think well, yeah. it's one of the things where him and Gollum went someone, down yeah someone should have died at the end it mm-hmm. would have made it just a little bit better yeah and mm. i think he's, he's the one that needed to Plot die armor. yeah yeah i mean he, he goes off to the uh, so the elves in lord of the rings are some fucking weird and fascinating characters so elves essentially can't die but can die, but can choose when they want to come back. And then they go off to this forever dying place where they chill out, which is where Frodo and them go. But they can't come back once they've gone, they can't come back. It's mm. the elves in this are so fucking convoluted. I still think they're absolutely fantastic. But I do generally believe when Frodo, when um, Gollum fell into the pits of Mount Doom, Frodo should have went fucking down with them. Yep. It should. I, it was so what, poetic right? that they both went down. I I totally agree, but I also have a theory about the end that that sequence, right? And this isn't canon. I haven't read this anywhere. This is my own theory that I've had arguments with people about because they've disagreed with us. Mm-hmm. Gandalf sends three eagles, and I genuinely believe that Gandalf thought that Gollum would survive and that he would be redeemable after the ring was destroyed. Yeah. I think he sends one eagle for each survivor, and oh. that's why three eagles go. Oh, that, yeah. I genuinely believe that because, I think that, because yeah. he, he, he tries to get Frodo earlier on in the films to understand like he used to be a hobbit, like mm. the rings mm-hmm. changed him. I think he believed that Gollum was redeemable. Yeah. Oh, I told, oh my God, I fucking love that. I also learned something about the um, eagles today because everyone's like, well, why didn't the eagles just come in the fucking uh, they, best place? They, I haven't made that they, argument, they, so they weren't a bitch about us this time. They, so, yeah. they couldn't have. They couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't have. have. How, one, because Tolkien said, that is just too fucking easy. However, in his mythos, it's because the, the eagles can only be called upon when it's absolutely fucking necessary. They are not a plot point for getting like someone from A to B. They have to be of use. And that's mm-hmm. the only reason they get called upon. It's not Lee's just that. Laughing at us. It's the what, fact what that the like... And the eagle just goes, ah, I want this ring. Just <laughs> yeah. flips them off. Yeah. And then... <laughs> He splats and he just goes, right, there's the ring, that's mine but now. You know what, like, Eagle of destruction. Look at, the si- <laughs> look at the size of the doorway that Frodo and Sam have to go through. The eagles can't actually get to the mountain until the top has blown off. They would have had yeah. to fly through that door. And if the eye almost saw Frodo and Sam in a 100,000 orcs, yeah. imagine it spotting a fucking eagle. Plus you've got the Narskull. Like, there's, yeah. there's no way, there's no, no way they would have been able to get in there. No, not a chance. Plus they were but- enemies of... They were enemies of Sauron, so he would have been, he would have spotted them a mile off. He would have been like, oh, these fuckers, yeah. <laughs> get yeah. them down. I can say, I love your theory, like going back to what you said about the three oh, eagles yeah, and things. That. The only thing, again, what what they could turn around and say could be against it is the fact that it was prophesied that uh, the person who puts the ring into Mount Doom was, was to die. Mm. So that's why, like, again it might have been just like you need to send three eagles to pick whoever was surviving up it was might have been like out of hope than anything else Um, i I don't know why i just feel like i love that gandalf's the kind of person who will have been like there was three of them we know the way together let's send three eagles yeah yeah, i I love the fact that gandalf doesn't think of smeagol as as Gollum. As a piece of he's, shit. Yeah, yeah he, he doesn't. He thinks, no, no, he thinks he of him as Smeagol. 
he was once a hobbit he can he can return back to being that hobbit i love that maybe he thought I'm that, that golem could have leveled up that's i'm the glad thing. i've got someone on board yeah it would have been weird having that nice ending with Bilbo going onto the boat and then Gollum like, I'm hanging. He's guys. Just eating all the fish off the side of the boat. Splashing, in a, splashing in a puddle. I am happy the big spider didn't fuck you up. Oh my uh, god, the big spider. Oh, every big, yeah. every big spider. Yes. I ha- oh, isn't it? And but I love the fact that they and finally the figure out. Oh, the music is amazing. I. Uh, when I'm I, when I lived with my parents, I used to have to smoke outside, and we had a garden spider. Isha was huge; she was absolutely massive. She had a hard back, and you could tap her back, and she wouldn't do. She really wouldn't do anything, but she used to come down when I'd have my cigarette, and she was my Sheila. And Aww. I cried the day my dad had to do the gu- the gutter, and he actually told us he was like, "I have to move Sheila to the back of the garden now." And I was like, "Don't let it! Do I don't want to leave?" <laughs> and I cried my eyes out that this fucking spider it was a garden <laughs> spider and she got moved to the back of the garden and never saw her again can I, can I just say one thing about that scene as well the person mm. who filmed that or like the, the people who made that scene is clearly ripped off gremlins too just saying I'm, oh, the scene I mean, in the she... cinema with Steve Austin. No, no. Basically, <laughs> basically when, uh, Frodo, when Frodo's going through the caves and gets stuck in the, the web, that's clearly being ripped off from the spider scene on... Uh, I Gremlins too. I when, mean, when any the... spider scenes. Just, you, I think you've seen one spider scene. You've seen them oh, all. Oh, right? like... well, there's another thing. Um, Harry Potter rips off is <laughs> Sheilop. Mm. Well, that's called... the first time I've slagged off Harry Potter tonight. So I have been complaining. <laughs> no, I was, I was actually that's... aiming that at Lee. Sorry, I'm like, <laughs> in, in my, no, in no, my view. Damn you, Lee! <laughs> I do complain that Harry Potter has ripped off a lot of Lord of the Rings, but also uh, the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings have ripped off quite a bit from. Uh, the back is it Bakshia, uh, the Bakshia version from like the nineteen. Oh, the other like, one. Mm. Yeah, because um, there's a lot of differences from the book in that version, which don't happen or happen differently, which mm. also happen in the Peter Jackson version, because he watched that and went, oh, "I want to make this." As you do, I, I love that. <laughs> mm. I am um, my... still. Oh, I mean. <laughs> The thing is, though, he didn't write Lord of the Rings. This is just his adaptation of it. Yeah. That kid, the Harry Potter, actually comes from somebody. So it's the, that person has then ripped off somebody else's material. Peter Jackson's just given you his his adaptation of what he's read. Um, yeah. Let's but just all say everyone ripped off Star Wars. It's all good. It's fine. <laughs> it all just goes back to Star Wars. Yeah. You know, my Chinese, it's so funny. My Chinese over the road has a, and I'm not, it's not just a poster. Where are you going with this? It's going to be racist here. Sorry. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's not just a poster. It's actually behind like a plexiglass map of Middle Earth. Right. Oh, wow. On my back wall. Right. And so cool. I, went, I went in to go and pick something up. And I was like, if you ever decide to get rid of that, I'll take it. And the woman went, what are you on about? And I went, the map. And she went, well, what is it? And I went, it's a map of Middle Earth. And she went, why is it there? And I went, this is your shop. Like, why don't you know this? And she was like, did you put that there? Shop woman, you stop, you put maps up in my shop. She says, when she says, whenever I come in here, I'm just facing forward. I've never actually known. Wait there. Like, What's she, the she, she goes into the place to work and she just like, 
She's that intense or she's that hard work and she only yeah. looks forward. Yeah, she says, I do not I only believe this. Forward. I went, well, if you ever want to get rid of it, she went, I doubt that's going to come off. It is literally like glued to the Could you imagine wall. all the stains and smells that will be inside oh, of it? Oh, God, the grease behind it. <laughs> I still want it though. <laughs> yeah. So, so oh, every time, right every, every time she's, she's finished, I'm going to phone a Chinese now, just looking at the wall and smelling it. Um, but yes. Yeah, if you're ever hungry, just come and smell me wall. <laughs> Come and sniff Sammy's I walls. just want to say, like, for my most hated character, I was going to say Frodo, mm. but because Paul said Frodo, I'm now just going to be use the easy option and say Denethor. Because, like, oh. he's just what, a, what an absolutely epic cunt. Mm. Like, what an amazing actor, though. The, uh, the guy yeah, who plays yeah, him is John Noble. Mm. Ant loves him. He was, the minute he comes on, he's like, oh, I'm going to watch Fringe again. Never does. <laughs> Never does. But he, he's such a good actor, but he is an arsehole. He's an, he is the epic arsehole. He is. He's just a twat. It's just like the, the scene, eating the tomatoes, top of the list, obviously. And then just how awful he is to Faramir, what a pedestal he puts Boromir on. The scene where he tells Faramir, like, yeah, I do wish it was you that died. Like, Yeah, oh my that's God. just heartbreaking like, that, yeah. The, the, he's the refusal. Marry. He's yeah, the refusal to like... Yeah, the refusal to like do what's right for his people. He's horrid to Merry. He won't like accept Gandalf. He clearly probably Aragorn could be standing in front of him and he wouldn't accept him as no. his his boss, basically. <laughs> like and, he, and then the trying to, to kill his, his own, own son. son. Yeah, yeah, not just kill him, set the fucker on fire. That's I love his, love, sure love when Gandalf comes in. I yeah, think probably. it has. I think there's been some corruption in there. Because there is a volunteer uh, next to the steward's chair. Mm -hmm. uh, later on. Is there? That's the one, the one, uh, that's the one that uh, Aragorn goes and grabs and he's like... Oh, I thought that was the no. one that I thought that was one that uh, Gandalf I that brought. A... I thought that was the one but Gandalf it... brought with him. I did. But it's but next it's... to the steward's chair, which is... An odd but place but to it, put isn't, it, someone, yeah. isn't someone sitting in that chair that was a Gimli? Gimli's <laughs> 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 I'm just going to put it in because I'm a stupid idiot. I'm a stupid Chris. I know what I don't know what I'm doing. I do think I do think there's corruption there, and I think it, it kind of like spills into Boromir's character ever so slightly. There's like he is almost his father's son mm -hmm. in some ways, but he's also himself, which mm -hmm. is why you get the true Boromir at the end. But he is one epic asshole. What? Yes. Yes. He is. Like, he's the oh, worst. He is. He's the worst. He's the worst. If there was Dad, a poster the child leader. for like. Oh, he's just the worst. That would the, be him. Yeah, <laughs> it would. He's got a great name, though. Denethor. Denethor. He's the only one shit. I didn't write down. <laughs> he gets to be a shit dad to Carl Irvin and the boys later on as well. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, king of the nerds right there, man, Carl Irvin. He covers oh, I every, know. What every a nerd. Every what yep. a what an absolute legend. Yep. Marvel, Star everything. Trek, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Oh, my God. He's amazing, Surge. Dredd. He's in, he's in Thor and Surge. Mm. He's a Marvel character. He's going to be Johnny Cage in uh, Mortal Kombat. Is he? Oh, fuck? Yeah. No he is. Big cast is Johnny Cage in the new Mortal Kombat. Do you know the one? Has he done Star Wars yet? Not yet, I don't think. I mean, it's, it's yet Could... to come, but he is the king of the nerds, isn't he? Like, mm. let's be fair to him. And he is. I love Billy Butcher. I love. Him. I do. <laughs> I love it. But I love his dread as well. well. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I, I love, love Dread. Dread is so good. <laughs> like Dread is just such a good standalone movie. Yeah. Like it's just incredible. It's, it, and he's such a chameleon. I think in a lot of the works he does. I think like, you're like, holy on... shit! It's Carl Urban. Yeah, I think it's Dread's... when he plays Surge. Dread's going on the list for one uh, for the, one of the films for next year oh, as yes. well. I think it's when oh, he yeah. plays Surge in Thor, and he's like, my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> my stuff. I call Dread's... this text. Dread's an amazing film, but it's just. <laughs> Uh, Hollywood version of the raid. Yes, well, that's a, 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 a conversation for another time. Yeah. So, so to wrap up, the guys, there. So uh, again, I'll 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 end it the way we started by saying this movie, the movie franchise, shall we say, when it came out, it revolutionized, it changed the way movies were made and what everyone wanted to be. After that point, everyone wanted to have that franchise or be that main player. So, for for all the negative things I can say, I will say thank you, Lord of the Rings, for coming along and changing cinema for the better. Oh, well, the last line that's spoken in the movie is the last line that is spoken in the book. Mm-hmm. And it is, well, I'm back. Back again. Shady's back. back. <laughs> Frodo's back. Tell a friend. Yes. Uh, sorry, I couldn't. It was too lined up there. Um, you give me. You give me enough time to have that like kind of silent moment. So that mm. was perfect. So yes. One Brilliant. thing. I, one thing I want to say before we start wrapping up as well. Um, yes. Again, to be a little bit serious. A lot of people are going through a lot of shit at the moment. Like I say, I know this yeah. time of the year. So please, please be nice to everyone. Look out for everyone. And just a big uh, want to say I love you to uh, Mr. Captain Goodwill, who's going through probably the hardest time he's been through ever. Um, yeah. Like I say, again, I know he's probably not watching this, but I do want to dedicate this episode to Michael and to his uh, grandmother who passed last week. Um I love you, big guy, and uh, can't wait for you to get better. Big salute for Captain Goodwill, Mm -hmm. everyone. Salute. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, Michael, we love you so much. Um, And also, if like it is a hard time at the moment, remember our Discord is there. Um, If anyone needs just a a fucking giggle, you will get it out of our Discord, guys. It is so hilarious. And also, if if anyone needs to chat, my DMs mm. are always open, and I talk a lot of shit, as you can tell. I can, I will, I will help out in that arena. And she was complaining as well that she hasn't had a dick pic in a while, so help her out, guys. Sorry. Do you know what? I've never actually had one before, so if you want to be the first, <laughs> I'll send you one. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you, Sonia. Thank you, Lee. Uh, Lee is the Discord de- demon and myself. Um, Sonia. It's called Daddy. Um, she streams on um, on Twitch, so please follow her. She does all the scary games and funny games. This is the, this is the last time for we not, we won't see you next week, Sonia. We will. Well, not next week. We'll girl. see you for the week after. No. Is that? Oh well, yeah, you see me for the, the quiz thing, but yeah, but for from a podcast perspective, I'm not back on for quite a while now. Oh, we'll we'll change Again. that. Don't worry. No. I'm gonna miss you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna miss my Sundays. <laughs> you know what? I wanted to say something quickly before we end as well. I'm yeah. actually in March. I am going to London to see Return of the King with a live orchestra. 
Oh, I just wanted to throw that in there. That is Bryce. fucking amazing. I I'm was so just excited. about to say, cut her mic, but <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> so I, I think that as well. Sorry, is Joe going to that as well? He is. So he bought I, me I, the I tickets as a wedding it. present. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That is just even more lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take some clips and 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 send it our way as well. Um, will. But don't Definitely get yourself will. done for copyright and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> send them to me. But yes. <laughs> Um, tomorrow, me, me and Lee's back on Ramblecast, Ooh. where we were talking about games tomorrow night. Um, yes. with Jake and the the eighth wonder of the, of the world that is Adam. Um, yeah. then we are back on Wednesday. We don't have a Sunday episode next week because it's nope. Christmas Eve. So he's got better things to do than watch us sad faces. So we are going to be live on Wednesday night, where Lee will be returning again. And we'll be, we'll be talking about pirates, where we were talking about and the One Piece. This is this will be Lee's time to shine because I will be sitting in the background, just like taking mm. in everything. And Lee's got Lee's going to take charge of the One Piece episode. <laughs> Lee can't I take charge of himself. Never. Might... Yeah. Jake's on that episode. <laughs> but, I think yeah, Jake might and, be taking charge of that. You and you, Jake and Kate and Paul, because I know Paul's got some. You know, he's been watching it. I'll just sit there and be like. Mm-hmm. Fucking pirates get in. Yes. <laughs> uh, pirates and boobs. Well, yeah. Um, Fuck yeah. <laughs> and then the week after, we do have, because I don't know if uh, the Trekking's going to go ahead. So, like I said, I don't know what's happening, but I don't think it will be. No. But um, the week after, we are doing, we, we normally do an end of year review, but we've t- kind of switched it up a little bit. So, we do have the quiz mistress back, Jessica. Where a few nerds will bravely go on uh, YouTube with us, where we will be doing the big nerd quiz of the year. Um, oh, yes, there's going to be people who you've probably heard us talk about who's never been on camera before joining us. It's going to, do you know what? It's like you can't, we can't have a year of 2023 where we did a 24 hour live stream to end it without not doing something so big like this quiz. So, yes. so we have to end on a bang. Well, yeah. definitely will and be Je- a bad. Jess is absolutely amazing. Yeah, as a, if you a quiz. if you watch quiz the quiz, <laughs> quiz <laughs> mistress, brilliant. Yes. I've never seen someone so fucking organised. <laughs> yeah, she's incredible. She's incredible. Just the one rule this year as well: if you if you question the quiz mistress, you get a point deducted. <laughs> That's because Joan Sonia were the two naughty ones last time. Because um, we don't want the quiz to go on for seven hours. But yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and also as well for New Year's. Me and Sammy oh. might have a little surprise for you. We're not going to let you know, but nope. we're going to let the because me and Sammy are, are the sad cases, and our significant others are working. So we thought <laughs> we're going to do a podcast on New Year's Eve. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're fucking doing it. So tune in for that. <laughs> yeah. So yes. Um. So please, like, say, like and subscribe. Follow us. Um. Monsters trekking. Um, we've got so many different things happening in the new year, so many things we're going to be reviewing, so many craziness that will be happening. Uh, hopefully get some fun guests. Hopefully Leal uh, smile. We'll never know. It could happen. Well, we never know. <laughs> it could. The Harrison Ford moment. Happened. Yes. It, 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 it is really, isn't it? He might attack us with his 14-inch sword, but yes. Wow. Um, is this, have I got a whole episode without mentioning monsters? Yep. Oh, hey, if you're watch, if you're listening still, go and fucking check out Roll Monsters. Yes. <laughs> Coming back in <into> January. <laughs> so yes, same bad time, same bad channel. 
Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.